From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we'll talk about most of the Black Friday deals that are coming to Nintendo Switch, and how does Super Mario RPG hold up after 27 years? Thanks to friend of the show, Dan, I found the farming! Too many deals, I made a spreadsheet. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 398, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about Thanksgiving and gifts and whatever. Black Friday shit and all that. And we're your hosts. I'm Trey Big Man Johnson. I'm Jeremy, a plumber's lament or cinder toad, Mikowski. I'm John, eShop stat snitter. Whoa. Oh, did they drop the stats? <laughs> I got all the stats. I dug in deep. They dropped a whole bun- a bunch of uh, Black Friday stuff already. Uh, there's already physical Black Friday stuff. There's eShop Black Friday stuff. All sorts of Black Friday shit all over the place. Yay, consumerism. So, uh, yeah, I, I I got a little bit ahead of, of my schedule, shopping schedule, whatever. And I took advantage of the Black Friday deals and got both of you gifts. So, you have them. Got them right here. Got them yesterday. That's You've been instructed not really to cool. Them. You were like... Hey, what's your address? You're going to have a gift tomorrow. I, I don't know. The world's crazy. Well, I just and saw some I stuff. Appreciate. I saw some stuff that was on sale and I was like, hey. I guess I should I say I appreciate these. you until I see what it is. And if it's like a pile of, like a literal pile of <laughs> or something. I'm Wait, just glad oh. I didn't get the other thing I thought about getting you because uh, I think you already have it now. So. <laughs> right, are we opening? Uh, Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, why not? All right. We're doing opening right now. Uh, I got gifts for Jeremy and John. They were sent quickly because I am a Prime member. He's holding what looks to be identical boxes. Trying not to show uh, my address in the process. They are uh, eight by four by three cardboard boxes. They should be gift. They should be in a gift bag. I've got it open, but I haven't looked in it yet. They should. They should be in gift bags. I hope so because I paid extra for the gift bags. Oh, there's a gift bag in here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they have messages in there too if you can find them. Unwrap your present before opening this envelope. That's what it says. I don't know. The message is probably in the... How do those bags look? Was it worth like the extra five bucks or whatever? Yeah, probably not five bucks. Does it have a... What is it? Well, if you look at what it says, it will tell you what the gift is. So don't look at it. Don't read it. No, it says it says to open it. the gift first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't read the message because the message is about whatever's on there. So I'll tell you what. I will reuse this bag so that it makes it worth your five dollars how about that oh it, it's they're supposed to be fully recyclable okay why don't you i don't you alternate here jeremy you go first how about that okay okay my camera stopped wanting to focus you All go right. first i'm doing it i'm opening it it's uh i'm unpacking it suspense kind of looks like a bag from mario rpg actually yeah i somehow i i 3d printed it from the game and sent it to you oh something square like Hexa or cubicle 
technically. All right, y'all are going to see it with me. I say put it up to the flip it. Flip it. There it is. <laughs> nice. There I got to play this game finally cuz <laughs> I didn't want to buy it. Yeah, I bought you. Uh, we all have it. So, so Jer- Trey got me uh, AW Fight Forever, so now so Jeremy, I can play online with, so, yeah, so with you can, y'all. You can play with Joe and Shake and I if you want. And I can create a character. That's right. So you have AW Fight Forever, which is actually comes with a little bit of sourness, I guess. I mean, which I guess you don't really care, but the uh, Season 2 launched today for every system other than Nintendo. And uh, it turns out that it's going to ch- cost another $25 for the, uh, for the season. And a lot of people are real irked what? about it online. That's what I was just oh, wow. reading because they're kind of pissed because they charge thirty dollars for the season one and it's only been like six months instead of like a year like normal seasons do and blah 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 blah. People are upset. You got to pay eleven dollars for two characters and a new and a new arena. You know, actually, I think that's not that bad. You know, because the acclaimed are out now. Like I said, for every switch, every system other than Switch, Switch does not have it yet. But they announced that. As I thought, season two would be another paid thing. So this one is going to be twenty five dollars instead of thirty dollars. The thirty dollar one had six wrestlers in it, and so far this one only has three announced. So people are kind of like, you know, what the fuck? But not all of the stuff has been shown. Whatever, blah blah blah. I mean, I only paid like ten dollars for the season pass because I got the elite thing on special. But there's plenty of stuff you can do without it. Without it, uh, I know you like uh, Lucha Libre, so you should play as the Lucha Bros. I do. I really like Lucha they are on there. I was going to say, play as Ray Phoenix Jr. and Penta. They are both great characters to play as. And they're both luchadors, so there you go. And they have a really cool moveset. Thank you so much. This is really cool. I got to see my first AEW event this year. My first wrestling event, period, really. And then I got Trey got me this game. It was really thoughtful. Thank you so much. It was on sale, and, you know. And I play, I got to play a bit of the uh, Battle Royale when I was at your house, and I was having a good time with it. Yeah, you, you can play a Stadium Stampede. There's no charges in that. You automatically get yeah, that. That's so that's free. Uh, you won't have Dan Housen. You have to buy him if you want, if you want to play. That's Dan okay. Housen. But there was something... I'll put some time into it. See what I want to buy. Uh, speaking of what I did today, I went to an a, I went to AW Dynamite's uh, Christmas or not Christmas uh, Thanksgiving Eve Chicago event. Uh, it's been a it's been a yearly thing. This is the third annual tradition of Thanksgiving Eve, and uh, Dan Housen made his return tonight, so that was awesome. Dan Housen has not has been MIA for a long time, and I got to see him return to wrestling in Chicago, so that was rad. And I saw somebody get hurt, it's like really cool. actually get hurt. Like they they stopped the match because somebody got hurt, and I've never actually seen that live before. Like they completely cut a oh. match short because somebody oh, got shit. hit. Somebody got hit in the face, and they just like they just rang the bell and cut it. It was, and then the wrestlers apologized. They're like, they're like, sorry, we didn't because they because they like automatically gave it to the other team that didn't get hurt, and they're like, we didn't want to win like that. Sorry, uh, you know. Uh, wrestling's dangerous, you know, be safe, like that sort of thing. They did They did a little message at the end, because... I hope whomever is okay. Yeah, I mean, the guy, like, the, you know, they pulled him off the ring, and they walked him down, and Tony Khan came out. Tony Khan was there, actually. He talked to us twice, mm-hmm. so that's cool. That's always cool when he's there, you know, and he says, like, hey, what's up? But uh, he came out, and, t- and you know, he came out and talked to the guy, and, like, went straight to the dude, whatever, like, to try to figure out what was happening and all that, so... So, yeah, it seemed... I mean, he walked. he walked off the stage... You know, with but I don't know what happened, but there was like a moonsault. He like got hit in the face, and and there was a pause, and I guess he said stop the match or whatever. I don't know what happened. Maybe he got dizzy. Maybe he couldn't see whatever. But everybody just stopped like right in their place, and they rang the bell, and they're like, "That's it." And and it, you can tell because everybody breaks character, you know, and they all just start like huddling around the person yeah. in the ring, 
and it's not really a match anymore. It's now about now like, oh fuck, what happened? You know, that sort of thing. And and they got their doctors right. that come out and you know, and whatever, you know. But I've never actually seen it. I've only heard about it, you know, when somebody gets hurt and they actually like Is there some sort of thing they project on the screens that's like a uh, uh, injury or something like that to let you know? Yeah, uh, I mean we, differences. I mean we figure you figure it out. Like we're not they're not yeah. fighting, you know. It's not like people aren't talking to each other there, yeah. Yeah, I mean there was a there was like a lucha libre match that we saw where I thought that I thought that that guy got hurt too because he did this crate got took this crazy power bomb like on the outside of the ring and I thought that we we all kind of thought that was another mess up and that the dude was out but it kept going so I was like all right but I did think I was like oh god did we see like two matches where somebody got hurt like like almost in a row this is crazy yeah sorry to interrupt the gift the gift opening I just wanted to say that I did see Dan House in return and that was cool no I think that was a good thing for you to do like have me do it and then you could seg into it hey that was good uh future editing for yourself yeah and also we all got i really do appreciate this because i've been wanting to play this and yeah it was on uh there. it's been on sale a couple times it was both of these were black friday sales by the way so i just wanted to make the make a jump sure. on them and i you know I, I i missed john's birthday and so and jeremy's birthday's next week so it's like it's true I, I I was like I'll just you know consider it both it's like a christmas and whatever and there should be a note in yeah, there too where's the note at read the note that's in there did you find the note Here's the notes. Fuck you. I hate you. This consider this a breakup gift. What? Well, I didn't, no, write, I I didn't write that. It says it says Orange Cassidy says Merry Early Whatever yeah. from George M. Johnson the third. Oh. It's supposed to be from Orange Cassidy, not me. <laughs> that was the that was the joke. I thought it'd be funny if I put a put a you know, put something from somebody who's in the game. Like Orange Cassidy is in the game. He's the guy that I cast this link in my in my fictional Zelda movie. <laughs> I like that I cast uh, Tom Cruise, and then they mentioned it on Axe of the Blood God as well. That uh, Naughty was talking about Legend being. Oh yeah, but you didn't. But you didn't send him a. But you didn't send him a letter about it, and they and they read your name like Vidra Game Apocalypse did for me. Oh shit! Yeah, actually, uh, the other person that, that cool. I that I wanted to cast in Zelda, uh, Tony Storm. She's been doing this like whole, you know, I'm an actor from the 30s, whatever thing, where everything turns black and white when she comes out on the ring. And they did tonight because she just won the women's belt, the women's uh, whatever world belt, and uh, they they gave it to her like an Oscar, and I thought that was really funny. Like they had like people come out like with the mic, and they're like, "And we want us," and, and you know, have the envelope and all that, and they're like, "We want to announce the winner of the women's world world championship belt." And then she was in the audience, and they called her name, and she came out, and she so gave, did she do like an acceptance speech and thank yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, she that. came out and gave a speech, and they did, and they played the music to cut her off, and she was like, "No, no, no, I got more to say." You know, they did all these Oscar jokes, and it was fun. So that was that was that was a fun time. I imagine it was way more interesting than the actual Oscars. <laughs> I thought it was funny that they did a little Oscar thing because well, you know, like you were there, Jeremy. Like when we saw the when we saw the fight behind us, you know, and you don't really know what's happening. Yeah. You know, you got the you see, you see like the you know where they had like the fake uh, the fake concession stand and all that that they're going to destroy. That was basically- those were real hot dogs. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a similar thing where like they were in the commercial and then all of a sudden Tony Storm is in the audience. You see her sitting in the audience, like in the third row. And it's like, oh fuck, what's she doing down there? Like we don't know. And then and then they did the Oscar thing and all that. So it's always fun. Anyway, John, open your gift. Open it. Open it. <laughs> open it. I heard so many chants tonight too, obviously. Because you always do. <laughs> all right. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Hand <laughs> in the bag. It's also shaped like a switch game. Close my eyes. I'm holding it out and flip it nice! over. Nice. Flip it over. 
there it Sonic is. Superstars. Yeah, I'll make a cool. I'll make a Sega fan out of you eventually. Trey bought there us games is. that Trey that they've actually you know played through and and uh and done the due diligence of making sure that you quality games. tested it for yeah so thank that's you. awesome i bought games that i really liked that i thought should be on your top 10 list no pressure no pressure <laughs> no yeah, i doesn't want to get this game no sonic superstar oh, yeah. sonic Same. superstars was really good it was on sale it was one of those things like uh i saw a couple games on sale and i was like you know what i'd really like to get john is sonic superstars and it wasn't on sale yeah. yet, but then it was on sale, and I was like, "Oh fuck! All right, fine. I'm going to get both of them." So that's why I needed your addresses, so I could just. And then I looked for, you know, I looked around. There's a few different games for sale, and I didn't know about the Staples thing. Yeah. And it's probably better that I didn't, you know, about the state about the Staples sale for Mario RPG. But I guess Jeremy has it, so I don't have to get that. But I have to say, I have to say that my prediction is right. I'm on record on one of the shows saying, you know, why we were talking about why did they release Sonic Superstars on the same day as Wonder. Same week. I said, same week. It was a couple days early. Same week. I said because they want to get it out early before the Black Friday sales, and then they're going to mark it down to forty bucks. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, it was, it was like thirty-five, whatever. I mean, well, you know, don't don't give away your prices, but it was good. It was a good price. I mean, I paid sixty for it, and I'm not mad about that. But it's it's a good game. I'm, I mean, give it, play it, play it, enjoy it. I had a great time with it. So you know. I will give, give it, give it a, give Thank it a you. play. I thought it had a great soundtrack. Uh, it's fun. All the characters have their own. I'm excited games. to be invited into the fold of this game. Yeah, and you can yes, play. Yes, uh, play the game together. We've made friends through this game already. Yeah, maybe we'll we could try to. Maybe we them on. Maybe we could try to record something if we could ever find times that all of us are are available. Where John and Jeremy and I, we can True. all do like a, th- a three way match with our created characters or something like that. That could be funny. And oh, I get to create a character and, That's and, and, awesome. and record that. You know, so oh, man, we. Uh, <laughs> it might be based on yes. I, have I mean, you can this. make whatever you want. Uh, just uh, keep in mind the created character isn't great. Like you can't like you know you can't like change your face shapes and all that like you can in other stuff. And they did get like really you know a lot of shit for that. But you know you can make you can make stuff in there. You know, it's even though I think maybe, a lot maybe more it, about like the costuming than the. I've the seen face. I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of made characters because I'm like on a, another AEW group on Facebook, and and there's people that make a ton of characters like trying to be like real wrestlers, and honestly, their faces they all look the same because there's only like four <laughs> faces maybe in the whole game that you can use. So you know, I I tried to make Raven, and he ended up looking like Kenny Omega because it's like the same hair. You know, there's like I think all the hair that's in there is hair from actual wrestlers that exist in the game. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like you just got to kind of fuck with what you have. But I made like the I made the Kabuki Man guy, which like didn't look like anybody, the Devil Kabuki Man, because you could make because you could do some like face paint, and you could make yourself have red, have red skin and stuff like that. So I had fun with that, making the Devil. I like Kabuki, that they have a lot of different Man. names that they have a lot of different names that the announcer has pre-recorded. I think they have like a hundred different names or something like that yeah there's a, uh, there's a lot yeah john narita <laughs> so I, I get announced as john narita that's close enough it sounds like a special margarita you'd make that you'd give people. <laughs> yeah hey, john narita oh, well, john, john narita yeah or like a or, yeah yeah no totally yeah, john narita yeah you gotta come up with it, your own drink then anyway i wanted to give those gifts out early so you have time to to test them out before you put your top 10 game of the year list together i know uh that's smart. Sure. Uh, no, I mean, not to not to put not to push you into that way, but no, I think both of those games are great, and uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I, it was kind of one of those things that I figured if I didn't get it for you, you'd never get it. So it was like, well, I'll just go, I was planning on getting. I'll go sometime. with AEW and and uh, Sonic Superstars. 
No, you were right about yeah. AW. Like I would have got it eventually, but it probably would have been like next year sometime. Yeah, when it was like so, you can you can fuck around with it. But I think there's a I think there's enough people in there that you sort of know that you can fuck around with, like you know Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, Bebe and MJF, and you know there's there's plenty of there's plenty of fun characters in there. Sting, Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> Ric Flair is in AEW now. Which yeah, I know. I, I don't know that. how I feel about that because he's kind of a creep. If you know anything, people about are kind his, of uh, he's done middling he's, about that. He's done some things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, watch the if you ever watch the uh, dark side of the ring, the one about the the plane from hell. That one's you can learn about how much of a shithead he is. But yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I never really liked Ric Flair. I always thought he was kind of old and boring. I know. I know he's been wrestling for like ever, but he always seemed old and boring. Yeah, I don't know. I never really liked him. He was before my time, I guess. You know, I don't. I don't know. He's just. Yeah, he, Damn, he must be really old. I mean, he's in his 70s, actually. But, you know, wrestling oh, makes you old. look older. Wow, just sign a contract for wrestling It's in your 70s? That's well, he's great. not going to wrestle. He's just he's just, a, he's just a manager. Oh, he's a manager. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to wrestle, wrestle. He's too so he's going to have, like, a crew or something of his own? He's like, I mean, he, he, came out, he came out with Sting on the pay-per-view on the Saturday, the full gear thing, as, like, Sting's manager or whatever. Sting's retiring, right? Sting is retiring next year, yeah, supposedly after a revolution, which is in February. But uh, yeah, and he like came out and he did. He still took some punches, like they still beat him up and all that. And I was like, ah, you take that, you crusty fuck. But <laughs> even even when even in the nineties when I was watching wrestling, I thought I thought Ric Flair was old. Like even in like nineteen ninety five, I thought he was yeah. old. So I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's been he's been old for a long time. I'm surprised he's still alive. You know, I don't know. Whatever. We don't just not talk about that crusty fuck. But yeah. <laughs> He just okay. has a certain flair to him. I don't know. Why just don't makes him stick out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the you know the thing is, I guess you know whenever you know he was big on the on the chops on the on the chest chops and all that, you know. So so mm. every time anybody gets hit in the chest with the hand, they do the Ric Flair woo. You know the woo Nature Boy woo whatever you know. So oh, I thought you meant like uh, he had really nice like sideburns. Oh no, it's, uh, the chops. You know, you know the chops. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Where, gotcha. where they hit you in the chest and your chest turns red. When I hit the chest, the chest turned red. I'm sure it hurts a lot. It looks like it hurts. But why don't we? Uh, why don't we talk about John's uh, data? Whatever you said, uh, your your list of of uh, games that are on sale. Yeah. So you, it's it's uh, Black Friday. Tons of games on sale, and I think uh, I was just overwhelmed, and uh, I was trying to decide. Like, well, I was, you know, by now I always like to try and get as many games as I I can, like. Good quality. I, I don't want to go for the twenty dollars games. I want to go for the five dollars games. You're a min maxer with your gaming budget, for sure. Exactly, exactly. So I started off thinking, okay, maybe I'll spend like sixty dollars. And uh, but man, there's so many games that are are on like deep, deep discount. And I just did, you know sitting there on the switch doing it in my head, doing the math, trying to figure it out. It just wasn't working. I said, I, I got to make a spreadsheet. So it like. One o'clock last night, I just got up, went to my computer, I made this spreadsheet. I have a link there if you want to see it. And uh, so I got, I took all the games that I was interested in from my wish list, and then I actually scrolled through all the deals for like an hour on the Switch itself, added a few more in there. Uh, I got each game's sale price, original price, and then I also, to try and help uh, decide what to get, I went to Metacritic and I got the Metacritic score for each one. And so I made a spreadsheet where you can sort and, and rearrange it. And that really did actually help me. So do you guys ever want, if you want to make a copy of that or something? Then I mean, I, as far as I can see, I could 
use it. What a, yeah. is it on the? Yeah, you just make a copy. It's on. It's on the Google Drive. Well, well, I, this I, I is for sure. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I don't know. Spreadsheets fascinate me because it is like you're seeing like the inside of someone's brain a little bit, but also somebody who's got a way more organized brain than I do. If if it'll if it'll help you at all, John. I mean, this is what the way my yeah. thinking is. Is that I that I always lean towards games that came out this year for uh, game of the year lists and all that. As far as purchase, sure, maybe put a date column in there. If there is, uh, yeah, if if there is, like I don't know what all you have on there because I don't know where the drive is. There it is. But yeah, I mostly, you know, th- there's like there there's basically I kind of made it list in my mind. I was like, all right, so which games are you going to try to get on Black Friday? And I did pretty much mm-hmm. get, I pretty much got all of them. So. Wow, I don't need. I mean, I didn't get. I didn't get the like Metal Gear Solid collection, but I I played those games, you know, and I yeah. And it's like I don't. I don't know. I don't want any more physical games, even though I did buy one, <laughs> you know. But whatever. It's probably it's probably gonna end up being on sale in the eShop too. It's like like tomorrow. It's gonna be really fucking annoying too. Well, I put uh, seventy games on my list. Oh my god! And so I have columns to add up the prices of all those. So like. At the original price, that would be fifteen hundred dollars. About and on the sale price, if I got all of those, it would be five hundred and thirty-three dollars. So, well, don't uh, you, well, don't also, do that. I mean, you're not going to be able to oh, play them all. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Nope. So I said, okay. Well, maybe I won't do sixty. Maybe maybe I'll do a hundred bucks. And because uh, I have a, a, a little check column, so I can go through and check one if I really want to buy it, and then it'll automatically add up all the stuff. So it made it much easier to to sort through the many many games that I want, and I'm, I think I'm pretty settled on this list. Maybe if you take a look and or give me your input or whatever, I can't find uh, it. What's it called? I haven't bought anything yet. What's it called? Uh, well, it's in I the note. It's in the notes. You can just click it in the outline. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This definitely looks like an Excel sheet, but this is like Google's version of Excel. But I was trying. Oh, there it is. It's very well. It's very well. Uh, you know what? I would say we love Katamari is worth your money for half. The price. I did. I that that I did. I, get, I did get that. that one. I got that one because it's fifteen dollars. Like that's a great price. Like it was. That's half of thirty. You know, and I did get that game because I did really want to play that one, and I'd been waiting for it to be on sale forever. And I did play. I played like two or three levels of it. You know. All right, so I'm gonna check it right now. That's that's what I did. But uh, I mean, a lot of these I do not know what they are at all. Uh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection. I recommend that one, especially for four dollars. You're getting what, like at least yeah. a, a dollar a game on that. Like uh, Castlevania Four is on there, the Super Nintendo one, which is really good. I don't know if you ever played that one, but it's worth the price. I'd pay twenty. I'd play twenty bucks for that game in itself. And then, of course, you can play Castlevania Two and just think about how wrong uh, the the angry video game nerd was when he made that video about that game. Because that's what I did when I played through it. I was like, man, you you didn't even play through did this you, game. So you played it all the way through Simon's Quest? Oh, yeah, I did. I beat it on the Anniversary Collection on Switch. Wow. Yeah, and then I watched fucking What's-His-Face, Ang- Angry Video Turd. And, uh, James Roth. And I thought his, and I and I didn't agree with what he said on the game. I was like, did you even, I was like, did you even play this game? Uh, he's making content. No, I get it. He has no. He has to go. Over, he has. Better. He has to go over the top for things that maybe aren't necessarily true. But regardless, I thought that I thought that two was great. I mean, yeah, I used to. I used to map. You know, I had to, but I had a good time with it. I thought it was really good. I liked playing through it because I never did. You know, and I played through it on Switch. Let's see. I got a. I have Sega Ages Virtual Racing. You can play that online. You know, if you wanted to. 
That's cool. If you ever want to play it online with me, I have it. Flat Heroes, that's a game that's that's a game that you liked a long time ago, like going back to the yeah, very beginning like of our of first. our podcast, I think. I remember you talking about the demo. I mean two dollars is pretty yeah, good. I'm I'm gonna just finally do it because it's been on my list forever. I didn't know I didn't even know Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery was on there. I played that on my phone for like free, like t- like fifteen yeah. years ago or <laughs> whenever the fuck it came yeah. out. And I, I got I, it in a humble bundle. Yeah, I honestly didn't really. I mean, I, I thought it looked cool enough, but I never beat it. You know, it didn't. It didn't hold my attention long enough. I never got into it because I was playing on a computer and I didn't have a controller at the time. Okay. So I'll give it another shot. I, I mean, I played. I played it on a sense. phone. I mean, it was made for the phone, so it's kind of. I mean, I'm sure it's better with a controller, but I don't know. Sure. There's a couple that I like. Uh, that that I just hadn't really known much of, or maybe I heard the name and like heard it was cool, but then I look into it and I'm like, yeah, I definitely got to get that. Like the Talos Principle, that game looks really cool. A lot of people talk about that one. If you like, you know, yeah, Portal is along those lines. And for five, was it four forty nine? Um, the original price is thirty bucks. It's down to four forty nine. I'm hundred percent getting that. Thumper looks really cool. Have you guys heard of Thumper? I've, uh, Thumper is awesome. It's a uh, one both- of the guys from. I think we both one have guys, it, right? So, yeah, one of the guys from Lightning Bolt, which is a band I actually enjoy, uh, did the yeah. soundtrack. So it's got a very... If you like Lightning Bolt, the band, you will like yeah. the soundtrack in this game. You know, I uh, I, down, I downloaded... four bucks down from 20. I downloaded all of Lightning Bolt's discography once about 15 years ago or whenever the fuck it was yeah. that I heard about them. And I, I don't know. I couldn't, it's good. I couldn't get into it. But I... I don't know. Maybe I wasn't. In, maybe I wasn't in the mood or whatever. Wasn't. I didn't expect the style. Whatever. Also, couldn't get into. Thunder. I'm a big Aphex Twin fan. If that helps. I mean, I like Aphex Twin too. I mean, I like everything Aphex Twin does pretty much. Everything I've heard of them, I liked, but I didn't think that Lightning Bolt was like them. But I mean, that was like years ago when I listened to them. But I mean, yeah, Thumper was. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of like a scary rhythm game. Is kind of what I got from it. But it was yeah. really hard too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was one of those early games, like early, early games. You're like kind of like a, a scarab along Yeah, a like track. a caterpillar-looking thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely stands out. It's got some striking artwork. Kind of, kind of has that Egyptian, yeah, that Egyptian scarab style, whatever. There's a, um, a cinematic platformer, going back to what we were talking about last week, how much I like those. It's called Gris, and okay. the trailer for that game. Gris is cool. With, or Grease. Yeah, Gris is cool. However you can, yeah. How you how you pronounce it? Gris, Grease. Yeah, Grease, you know, with John Travolta. You've tried it before? No, no, I mean, I've I've seen videos of it. It looks pretty. I own it. I've barely played it, but I do yeah. own it. I, I never pulled the trigger on it, but I thought it looked cool, I guess. Uh, I have Ape Out. It's $4.24. I, I, I liked Ape Out at the time, I guess. What I liked that it had one of those uh, reactive soundtracks, like that it changes depending on what you're doing. I always like games that do that. I've got the demo. I've never tried the demo, even though I have it, I have it forever. It's, it's like Urban Yeti if Urban Yeti was done right. <laughs> except, I for I, saying that. except for I don't think you can get a job in Ape Out. You just kill people. You can't. Your <laughs> job is to kill people. You just kill people a lot, and it has a sick soundtrack that changes depending it's on what you do. Yeah, it's a, so it's like a bit like if Hotline Miami was randomly generated and more. Well, it's definitely action-based, but like there is some strategy to how you navigate through the maps. So... I don't know. It's similar to Hollow Miami in that regard, but they're not finite stages. They change. You know, it's a roguelite or whatever. I, I, I don't think you have it on your list, but my high recommendation is uh, Sonic Frontiers. It's on sale for 20 bucks on Nintendo eShop, marked down from 60 it was what, number five on my Game of the Year list last year. And if you don't trust me, uh, Switch Up, 
the channel that I know you watched because you posted it on on Slack. Uh, they were talking about the about the discounts, and they also said that Sonic Frontiers was it was a great game, and they didn't understand why people didn't like it. So it's not just me; it's a brilliant game. It's a lot of fun. Trey is the Sonic defender to the core. Sonic Frontiers was awesome. I had a blast with that game. It's I mean it's not like Breath of the Wild, but it's it's I don't know. It seems like the right choice for Sonic, like. Make an mm. open world that you can run around really fast, and you find little levels that are like old Sonic games. Great. And and what was impressive is that they made every level has a different soundtrack, and every every boss has a different song. Like the soundtrack is insane. They made a different song for everything. They don't use anything more than once. And you got to fucking salute that. And the, and the music is amazing. That's crazy. I love it. Yeah. There's some really good, it was really cool like screamo chorus stuff for the. Uh, for the bosses like I, I, really, I really loved it but yeah it was uh yeah it's, it's got some really weird yeah it's got some weird uh screamo shit but it was it was fun like i don't know it had that like i don't know that fun anime vibe. yeah the hedgehog showed up pounding his chest in the background yeah no and, and yeah and you like when you fly through the boss's heads and they like explode and there's like blood everywhere it's great damn it's super extreme but it, yeah that game was actually and I think I'll say there's there's three FMB games that are on this list. So I want to go big on FMB games with this purchase. There's uh, Seventh Guest, which is if you had a CD around back in the day in like 1994, you had this game. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd like you yeah. to get that one just so you can. I mean, this one has been on my list for a long time too because I I just yeah. haven't bought it yet because, like I said, I I try to make a rule if I buy something I have to play it, and I just don't. I just can't work it into my uh, whatever my whatever my schedule of games that I'm going right now, but I do really want to play it because yeah, I did like it a lot in the '90s as a as like a CD-ROM game, and I did play it, and I had it for our old yeah. like IBM whatever the fuck IBM compatible whatever computer we had back then. I play, yeah. I played it, was, it on there. It was a showpiece game back in the day. Yeah, and I thought it was cool. That's the kind of thing we... Yeah, and it had some fun FMV stuff in it too, like on that you know like mm-hmm. some that some of that sort sort of like old old school FMV shit. Two others. One was the Complex, which is from the same company that did Night Shift, but it's like a sci-fi one. And it's got the girl from Letter Kenny in it. That's what that one's a uh, six bucks or six forty-nine rather. And the third one is uh, Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus, which actually got a pretty good score on uh, on Metacritic, got a seventy-two. And actually, I I met the lead actor in that one time just randomly. Now he's in this game, so yeah, I'll, I'll pick that up. Damn. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here. Uh, I thought maybe, I mean, it's probably torturous, but Bill and Ted for like $2, you know, maybe for yeah. science, just to try yeah, it out. Exactly, you know? <laughs> that's exactly why. I know it's not a good game, but I just, uh, come on, they re-released the Bill and Ted games on the Switch just to have a, a Bill and Ted icon on my Switch. That's why I'm getting it. Well, speaking of which, uh, Jurassic Park is actually coming out today. But 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's 30 bucks, and I was going to get it until I until all this shit was on sale and i'm probably not going to get it now but i went i yeah. just want to play that super nintendo game again because i really love that game but i have it in cartridge form if i really wanted to i could just plug it in and do it for free right back here but uh i guess uh, we, let's we could talk more about uh about deals because there's a couple deals that i actually did partake in that are uh uh black friday stuff uh the big one for me actually that i didn't know about and i just kind of had to do it just because i really really wanted to get it was um bot kaidos is on sale for 35 bucks on, on the eShop. So I got it because I really, really wanted to get that game. And I was, I was like, oh, I'll get it for 50 sometime. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's $30. So I'm like, okay, fine. And I, and I went for it. 
Uh, I did get, nice. like I said, I got We Love Katamari for fifteen ninety nine. That's a great price for that. I'm sorry, I, I thought for some reason you'd played through that already, but yeah, yeah. No, I played it. I played it on PS2. I just has a copy of it on PS2, and I played it on yeah. there. And I didn't beat it all the way, but I played it. I, I definitely I, I, played it. Through, I streamed yeah. it actually on Twitch. I twitched it. I, 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 I twitched the um, We Love Katamari, and actually, I didn't like it as much as the first one. But I'll give it another try. It didn't grab me like the first one did, so that's why I didn't finish it on PS2. But I know it has a great soundtrack and all that. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah. So Mortal Kombat 1, the infamous the infamous Mortal Kombat 1. I won an auction on eBay for it. So I have a physical copy of Mortal Kombat 1 coming to me just because I really wanted to get it. I was pretty like, smart. So I was like, if I can get it for $40, I'll get it. That was my idea. I'm not paying $70 for it. That's a stupid price. And I can't buy it for PS4 because it's not on that. It's only on PS5. So I was like, you know, it's like you can either get the PS5 version or the Switch version, the whatever, the good one or the bad one. Like what? I know there's been updates and all that, but I really want to play it just because I like Mortal Kombat. Which version did you say you got? Switch or PS4? There is no PS4 one. Switch. There is no PS4. The PS4 one does not exist. It's only on PS5. It's only on PS5. Oh, I see. I'm saying I would have got it on PS4, but it does not exist. So I can't get it. Mm. So I got the Switch one. Uh, and I got on. I got on an auction the other day, and what was it? I was like, "All right, it's it's going for like forty dollars right now." It's got an authentic Johnny Cage autograph. I was like, "Let's put let's put my max bid at like like uh, I don't know forty five eight hundred and eighty. That's what is what I put on there." And it was like, and I was a high bidder at forty three, and then at the last second they were like, "Oh, you got outbid," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "All right, forty eight. I ended up getting it for forty six. This is what I got it for forty six free shipping. So. That's a fine. That's a fine a number for me. So I'll get that next week or sometime. I don't know. They haven't shipped it yet, but, but I am excited to play it. We'll, we'll see how much extra stuff I have to download on top of the. Uh, I'll be curious about that for either of yours too, because you know the whole physical is a lie for everything. It seems. Oh like. yeah, I still have a sealed copy of Borderlands because I saw that it was just like some some more than, some the more than others. I guess I think that actually I think the Fire Emblem, the physical Fire Emblem that I had. I don't remember downloading any extra stuff on there, but a lot of them are like, like what the the Metal Gear Solid collection. It's just a gift is, card. It's like just it's like just from yeah. what I from what I heard the Metal Gear Solid collection cart, uh, cartridge is just the NES stuff, and you have to download everything else. So you have to yeah. download Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three if you want to play it. The only thing that's on the card is like the NES and the and the um, MSX stuff. Also. Yeah. Like basically the smallest amount of it. It's like what the fuck. Since they sell it piecemeal, they're able to do it that way. I mean, that's just probably their the best business model. So we'll see how ridiculous the the Mortal Kombat is because from what I heard, the the Mortal the Metal Gear Solid one is basically like here's the cartridge, but you also got to download thirty gigs worth of shit on top of this. And I'm like, yeah, what's the point of even getting a physical if you have to do this? But I think for both no for both of yours, hopefully you'll be okay. I know there's been an update, a big update to. AEW that isn't that isn't charged that you can do, uh, so you might have to do- download it for like the um, Stadium Stampede and stuff like that. But probably not for Sonic. I don't think Sonic shouldn't. You shouldn't have to download that much on top of the physical. But I don't know. I still, I still like throwing this. I still like throwing some uh, physical copies in there because who knows how much longer that's going to be around. You know, maybe this yeah. is the last generation of physical copies. Yeah. And I, this still goes with my ethos of 
buying first party Nintendo stuff on Switch, you know, which you know Sonic is <laughs> it's it's not it's not exclusive. It's not exclusive mm-hmm. though. But it does Still run counts. it runs really well on Switch. Like it's, it's definitely like, first party. You have the second controller to prove it. That's true. Even true. though I, I was gonna say you could, Nintendo on it. I was gonna say you could use your Sega controller, but I don't think you would have full access to all the abilities if you did do that. But you don't have to use the special moves if you don't want to. But that that Sonic Minions move really helped me get through some bosses, and those bosses are pretty. All the are minions tough. show up and they just like they start saying a bunch of funny stuff and gibberish. Part of Nintendo's deal with Universal is that the minions get in Sega games. That was my original joke. No, that was my original joke. I, for I that, just retold that I said, the joke. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I said that. I said that that the minions showed up from the movie. <laughs> no, they they don't. It, it's basically like copies of what of yourself of whatever character you're playing as but no that's a good that game was great like it was sonic superstars needs it needs its spotlight that's what i'm saying it, it was a really good game i mean you listen to video game apocalypse they talk about that game a lot or they have well probably because one of the hosts works for sega but still it's still a good game uh let's see yeah, other things other things i was thinking about is a lego 2k lego 2k drive which is the racing game which i thought looked really cool is on sale for 30 dollars, which is half price of it I was interested in that. Samba de Amigo is thirty two forty nine. That's the cheapest it's been. I really enjoyed the demo of that, so I was thinking about getting it, but we'll see if I do or not. And yeah, and as I and I said, a middle Metal Gear Solid uh collection physical for forty bucks, which like I said, I don't want to get it and then have to download shit on top of it. It's like what the fuck. And that one will probably go on sale like a lot eventually. But for like other stuff that, that all of us have, like I know like uh what is it, a uh, the GTA collection is like thirty bucks, and and um, the uh, whatever the fuck it's called, the, um, the fucking cowboy one. What's it called? Red Dead Redemption. That one's on sale too. Yep. Which John John got that one at full price, but it's uh it's less now. So and there's you know for anybody who wants really long amazing RPGs, uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three is on sale for forty bucks. I was trying to, I when whatever our last stream was, I I did I did like you know, say a bunch of great shit about it to Shake, because Shake was like, I might get it. And I was like, dude, that game's so good, you gotta get it. I was like, if you ever like Zelda, or Splatoon, or Animal Crossing, you should give Xenoblade Chronicles 3 a chance, because yeah, that game is amazing. I think it kind of made made it hard to play other RPGs, because I was like, I played the best one, what, what should I, I should, I should just give up forever now. I played the best 250 hour one, I don't need to play anything else, ever. I got a couple of eShop recommendations. Some favorites of mine. Super Liminal. Is on sale for $9.99. It's 50% off. Man, if you love Portal, um, that kind of that kind of like you know, first person puzzle game, this is totally a, a great new original twist on that. Say No More is on sale for three bucks. That is like I've replayed that game a couple of times. It's a short game. You can beat it real quick, like within an hour. And every once in a while, I just go back to it and I play through it again, and it's even it, it's all it's always enjoyable always puts a smile on my face and has a great message to it i gotta tell you something about that game what's it i own it and i still haven't played you it. got it i bought it a while ago yeah <laughs> but i still haven't played it oh i bought it it was on sale it, it was on sale for like three bucks and i bought it like i don't know a few months ago and i've never it's sealed it's uh it's yeah. uh it's switch sealed you know digitally sealed or whatever I've never, I've never started it, but I do have it. So next there time you're feeling kind of down, that, that game is a great <laughs> pick me up. Yeah, no, I want to play it sometime, but I do have it. I do actually have it. I bought it like, it, yeah, it was dirt cheap. It's like I bought it for like three bucks, like maybe three months ago, something like that. And I never. I'm really glad you have it because I, I think like 
it'll it'll resonate. You know, that's a very cool game. And then Broken Sword Five, which I talked about about two weeks ago, that point and click game, the murder mystery set in Paris. That's only three bucks right now. It's down from from thirty bucks, so it's ninety percent off. Yeah, that one's really cheap. And I'm, too. I'm really enjoying that game. Yeah, that's so. Now that I've I've uh, beat Monkey Island, I think I want to go back to Broken Sword because I'm still in a, a point and click mood. Also, last one, Sifu. Fantastic game. My game of the year from last year, 1999. And it just got a big update, so I haven't tried the update yet. Final update, too, right? Try it's, it. it's the final, the final, update, final yeah. update, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like the Rogue... Uh, well, the whole game is a roguelite, but it's uh, the, the endless you know, beat-em-up mode. It's like the horde mode or That's whatever. The horde mode, correct, yeah. What are, it's, it's it's the most creative beat em up. It's it's the best beat em up that I've ever played. It's just if you you feel like a ninja with you know as much as you can playing on a controller, the fluidity of the moves, the way that you like, like interact with the environment. If you're running and you go up to a counter, he'll like seamlessly, you know, slide over the counter and then knock a bottle off the counter and kick some guy in the head across the room and all that. It's it's just. It's very cinematic and, and seamless and just makes you feel like a badass. Yeah, I definitely want to play it at some point. But like I said, uh, my my focus is really on uh, Game of the Year stuff. So sure. stuff from last year. I'll get to sometime. An- another thing that I got that is actually is not Black Friday, but I still wanted to mention it, is uh, in Stars and Time. I don't know if you've heard about this, Jeremy. Uh, Reb talked really high of it on, on IGN. And uh, it's basically, you know, it's it's pretty much it's the new um, indie RPG, and the idea of it that really intrigued me is, uh, you basically start the game at the end of the game. So you start at the end of an RPG where all of your characters are fully maxed out, and it's basically like a time loop game where you go through like the final whatever the final battle over and over again. And as you go through the time loop, you learn more about what you did before you got to the end of the game. And it's basically kind of like has sort of that same like. Uh, under, like, like it kind of has like that Undertale feel, that sort of thing, where you figure out that maybe you did more than you actually did, and it's all black and white. It came out for twenty bucks. Uh, Rev have been talking it about called? it for a while. It's called In In Stars and Time. Okay. Like I N Stars and Time, and it's mm-hmm. it's nineteen ninety nine. I was super interested in it. Uh, it's got a it's whatever. It's got a nine out of ten on Steam. I don't know what its Metacritic is or whatever. I don't care. But uh, no, I was, I was really intrigued by the idea. I really like time loops, like time loop games, and. I like the idea that you start at the end of the game and you basically kind of loop through that end part and try to beat the boss, but you learn other shit. And yeah. And, and the, and there's pronouns for the characters and there are non-binary characters in there also, which is pretty rad. So uh, it looks, it looks very cool. I haven't played it yet, but I got it just because I wanted to support the developer because it just came out. But this is something I had heard about weeks ago because, because uh, Rev was talking about it. So I, I so think I recall cool. her talking about it, but I don't, yeah. I haven't had my eyes on it, so to speak. Yeah, this is another one that's like, why wasn't this in the indie direct? Like, why it's here? It is like, why didn't we? <laughs> why didn't you talk about it? There was a similar thing on a uh, on Twitter that I saw or somewhere uh, that the developer of Spirit Tea was like, I guess uh, there was like kind of some controversy on that because uh, they were trying to get people to like you know talk about Spirit Tea or whatever, and I guess they sent out codes and. And all the YouTubers were like, oh, no, but you got to pay us for us to do it. And they just felt weird about that. So they didn't want to pay. And also, it's like, I'm one developer. Like, what do you, I don't have any money. Like, what what are you doing? But they still ended up selling like over a million, like on Switch and all that, which is 
pretty good. Imagine if like b- back in the day when people like would send CDs to like if you're a band and you're like sending CDs to all these labels and stuff, and they were like, "Well, you have to pay me to listen to it." Yeah, or to to play it or whatever. I mean, like I I was I, I didn't get in on the conversation, but I was like thought about being like, "Hey, uh, you know, just send you know just send us a code and we'll talk about it." I mean, the whole reason that I knew about it was because uh, Michael Raparis talked about it on on Video Game Apocalypse, and I, I'm sure he got a code or whatever, you know. But that's how I had found out about it, and it sounded really cool. So you know, that sort of thing. But yeah. um, Let's see what else. If, you're, if anyone's interested, also some arcade one-ups are on sale. They're ones that uh, I think you, you might be interested in. The the Mortal Kombat full size, the XL arcade cabinet is four hundred bucks. That's that's actually the Midway Classics, which that would be the next one that I would get if I would get any more. I'm I'm I'm, I'm tapped out on space at the moment. If I would get any more, it would be that Mortal Kombat two Midway Classics. Do you still find yourself playing your arcade one-ups, or are they more? Just- I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, I've convinced uh, my friend Ryan to buy one, and he got the NBA Jam as well. And I said, you can play online. Said, you can play them online. Um, they're a lot of fun. My primary use, the one that I play the most, is hands down the Jam one. It's just the most like endlessly fun. You don't get sick of it. You know, pick up. You can always play NBA Jam. But the way that I use it mostly is when I need a break, especially from writing. If I've been working for three hours and I just need to stand up and go do something else for a few minutes, it's fantastic because you have no distract. It's not like any other screen where you can click off and go to YouTube and wherever else and now you're wasting your time. You have one game. It lasts 11, 12 minutes. Perfect break time. When it's done, go back to work. And I feel like refreshed. I've got my mind off of whatever problem or issue I was stuck on just enough to come back to it with a you're like wait i couldn't figure out what weapon this guy used he used a basketball a basketball yeah and now my all movie your movies are, are on. Yep. your movies are all very like basketball themed lately i've noticed they're, they're, they're all they're all like all the dialogue is boom shakalaka is it the shoes and you're always like talking about hitting the paint and i'm like what does that mean about like a movie about. I mean, you did you did write that one thing about shoes though. So I mean, it was the shoes. <laughs> you do have the kicks. Did, it's on crackle. So there you go. Check it out. That's true. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, you know these uh, one up arcades. There was one actually one. There was one that I was really looking at that I was really interested in. And of course that one was the Outrun one, the one where you sit down and you drive. Because oh, there's, yeah. there's actually Outrun games on there that I had never played. Once again, heard about this again on Video Game Apocalypse. Uh, uh, um, Chris Antista was talking about it, but you know I love Outrun, and there's like th- two or three other Outrun games that are on there that I haven't played. But the but the I just have not figured out a good place to put it, like in my basement and as far as space and stuff. All that goes is kind of what it boiled down to. And you can get it for cheap. You can get the Outrun one for like a hundred dollars. Yeah. But but I was like, but I I just don't, I just don't know where to fucking put it. You know, that's that's a hundred so. bucks for the sit down one, really? Yeah, for the for I the, think well, you could find a place for it for the had, for, for the outrun there one. when I was down there. Well, and also I just you know we still I still got to get shit from my mom's house and all that that we got to figure out where we put you know it's that's sure. right. You, did you bring the? Oh, you do have the palm machine. That's right. I don't have the palm machine yet, but no, I am supposed to get that at some point. And the Jungle this, King at the end of this year. No, no, no. no that's my, that's my stepdad. Jungle King is still Joe's. That's my stepdad's. Okay. I don't, yeah, I, I would try to find a place for the Jungle King, but no, that's Joe's, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, the, um, well, the 
Pong Machine was my father's, actually, was the, was my, the, yeah. other, the other Joe's. But originally, you know, he left it, but whatever. Yeah, it's just like I don't know where to put it. But I was kind of interested in that in that OutRun one because it was kind of because it's kind of cool. But but you know that's whatever. We'll have this we'll have this place until we die. So we'll figure it out later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can always rearrange things. Also, we still got to put a bar down here at some point. You know, and figure out where that goes and blah blah blah. But that's when you, I think it would be good to have one of those like countertop machines. That'd be kind of cool. If you yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I thought about those countertops, but I was like, where would I put that? Also, you know, because it's like, but maybe yeah, when we get the bar, because we wanted to do like a buy like an old bar that was an actual bar, and then have it, you know, put it around the corner there where we have like the the two way sign and all that. And yeah, where all my dad's like beer lights are and stuff. But let me oh. talk. Let me talk about my uh, middle name before you have to jet, John. My middle name was Big Man. I have him. He's right here. There Here's he is. the big man. No, oh, I was saying it's it's very bright. It's not focusing. Yeah, Big Man. This is probably one of the biggest amiibo that has ever existed. Uh, I it's got the of, the of amiibo. This is this is my favorite new Splatoon two char- Splatoon three character, Big Man. It actually brought on a, a what's his face. Todd, what's his face from the Spawn guys? Like he designed this one. Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Todd McFarlane designed this amiibo. If, if it was Todd McFarlane, he'd be like bulging muscles everywhere and like it's so like it's muscle so heavy. on his head and his forehead, like like all like huge. It's whatever. so heavy that it bends the the tag where it hangs from. Like yeah, like the Malibolia. You know, there's a side note. I remember you know our friend uh, Brian from. Uh, Kentucky, who like uh, he has a toy store in Chicago now, actually in my old neighborhood. I remember he would always make jokes about Todd McFarlane making Pokemon toys and stuff like that. There are actual like anime McFarlane toys now. I don't remember exactly what series it's for or whatever, but they do exist. And I just thought about that. I was like, I remember Brian talking about how funny it'd be if it's like, oh, he'd make it so cute. Some but gotcha I, stuff. But I yeah. saw that there are actually like McFarlane anime toys out there that you can buy. Oh, and also uh, refer- going back to last week. Uh, I remember um, Dan was talking about a uh, Dave the Diver plushie, and I found them. They exist. I found them online. Mm-hmm. There are Dave the Diver pl- Dave the Diver plushies. Probably because they're not an independent company, right? Eh, eh, eh. That's what everybody seems to be. They saying. are absolutely not. So because net because that Nexon money or whatever, that's why they got those. Uh, Dave no, they've the got Diver, a really uh, huge yeah. budget. So somebody had a good idea, and somebody with a big budget picked it up yeah it kind of uh i mean honestly the whole indie debacle i guess kind of reminds me of like you know of like trauma you know how they're always like oh we're the only truly independent company because we don't have producers or whatever or we don't have like this isn't sponsored by focus films or whatever like we pay for our own shit and we don't you know we don't mm-hmm. like you know we, we're not made by a committee or whatever and that just it kind of reminded me of that like maybe maybe we should say that that's that true indies have to be developed by like one person or something like that or whatever i don't know the standards have to be changed. I mean, the real thing is like whether or not there's a AAA studio behind it, and uh, they get around that a lot by funding different projects or buying out different companies and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's been like that for a while, but yeah, you can kind of hide and seem like a small potatoes business, but you got an infinite budget at your disposal or whatever, or maybe not. Maybe that's not the case, but still the promotion and everything else that they got from being part of this bigger company definitely like made them more than indie. Not that. Yeah. It, but it is, you can't easily like hide it as it never make it look like an indie or right. make it a 16 bit game or whatever and say it's indie, even though necessarily it is or isn't whatever. 
I know you talked about that last time. But anyway, let's open this behemoth of, ami of an amiibo here. Behemo. Behemoth. Or amoebith. Amiibo myth. Oh, there's like little twisties here. Keeping it in there. That's different. Yeah. There haven't been twisties in any Amiibo I bought. Yeah, there's there's twists because the arms are so big, I guess. I'm hmm. telling you, Todd designed it. He's adding those spider webs. <laughs> the detail many, on uh, the detail on big man's spider webs. Yeah, How arm, many chains does the are hanging from his from his belt? The Spider Man armpits, those that was a McFarlane thing. I think that's what actually Was it? Well, no, actually I think Spider Man had web is armpits that, before that. Is that like his tar like Tarantino's and Defeat and McFarlane's and armpits or something like that? Ooh, look at that squid. I mean that ray. Yeah, no, it's very cool. So yeah, that the new the new uh, Splatoon amiibo came out like I think just like last weekend or something. I think I got this on Friday. But yeah, it's very cool. And they all have little masks. Like the the main guys have the mask on their face, but like over on the side here on the far uh, tip of the wing or whatever, there's a little demon mask, which is really cool. With uh yeah, it's very it's very cool. I like Big Man a lot. So finally got finally got the big amiibo, the big big amiibo. Big man. There was a Splatfest last weekend, but I didn't play it because I haven't played one in a while. It was like handshake versus hug versus fist pound or whatever. <laughs> like, how do you greet somebody or whatever? Handshake won, obviously, because, you know, we're we're uh, gentle people or whatever and, and, and at the, on the Switch. That big man amiibo can double as a bat toy, too. It can float? Yeah. It can float. They all float down here, Richie. They all float. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess all we all we really need to do is talk about RPG and then be done. I think. But do you need to leave? Well, yeah, I mean, first I want to talk about the Ocarina of Time anniversary. And then I gotta go. Okay. It's been twenty five years since Ocarina of Time came out. That's uh the anniversary is. It doesn't seem that long, I guess. Some people might say that's yeah. a quarter of a century. I mean, it is. Yeah, so. When America had its bicentennial, and everyone was excited about that, and they made a special quarter and everything. Yeah. That was just eight times the amount of time that since this game came out. Twenty-five years is more than three times the amount of time that Link traveled in the game. Yep. The original Legend of Zelda came out what in eighty-six. Six. So twelve years later, Ocarina of Time came out. The difference between that game, the first Zelda in that game, in just twelve years—it's like shocking. It's absolutely insane. It's like those really old people that saw like planes get invented and then saw like us visit the moon in their same lifespan. <laughs> right. Uh, the, uh, on the subject of uh, Ocarina of Time and the Legend of Zelda movie, there was a, there was a, a there was a comment that we had last week that I forgot to say, but uh, Joel DeWitt said, Ocarina of Time could be an easy template. The break off from child to adult link could even be a good split for a sequel. And I think that would be, you know, if they want, they could do Ocarina of Time as two movies. If they were doing that's basically, you know, we have the child link movie and then, you know, becomes an adult second movie, whatever. That no, like I really pretty... think, yeah, I, I think I, if they're going to do it based on one, you know, make it, I think make it the N64 ones do a little bit of Ocarina and some of them mix in some Majora's Mask, whatever. But what I really want is something 
completely original. I want, and I wanted to say like to acknowledge that these other stories happened somewhere else on the timeline. But I think that's the way to make a really. Here's what I want to happen. Movie. So like you know, yeah. Nintendo's always been like Be the different Hyrule historian. I want it to be in modern times. It's Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And somebody like suddenly is like wakes up in the morning and they're wearing green pajamas <laughs> and they're like, Hey, uh, what are you doing? It's your birthday. And like, where's your sister? Oh, she got stole by the Crips. You have to go like find her in this, like this gang in New York, like save her from them. And then like, it's like, you're the hero of time. And then like, that's sort of the intro. That's an idea I have for New Zelda. It's the modern, the modern Zelda. Also, it's all dancing based combat. Oh God! As long as long as it looks like it's viral. As long as it looks like that uh, old Japanese commercial where the where they do the dancing and there's the and there's the ladies (laughs) the lady Link, and she's alive still. Bring her back and she'll play Link. Also, Grandma got a switchblade. Just saying. Yeah, the one who makes the suit, she makes it with a switchblade. She doesn't have like a normal chef knife. Oh, we can have that. Should be some twenty-five years revolutionary. Didn't you start playing it for a second? You like uh, you you posted on. uh, I said I was going to, and I didn't. Oh, you never actually played it. Time. There was Um, an there was an idea. Never played it. Ocarina didn't have the time. (laughs) There didn't have the time. No. There was an idea that I had. uh, I mean, we would have to. We would all have to participate in it. But my idea was that we would each play, all play each of our favorite games of all time, and like comment on it or whatever so we would have to play like like play ocarina of time again but that would mean that john would have to play like chrono trigger and super metroid that'd be fine i like that idea as long as like it has to be a game that the other person has never played oh like your favorite game but nobody else could be hard to find with trey and john i mean i only played i only played chrono trigger like once you know i'd like i'd I'd like to have an excuse to play it again i think it's more interesting like if i find a favorite game of mine that both of you have never played, or one of you, if you want to, you know, do it that way. Yeah, I but feel I want like we would know this by now. Yeah, but I wanted it to be like our ultimate, ultimate favorite game, where you, where it's your favorite game of all time, and then we all play through it together again, or whatever. Oh, we, we all play we, through it together. Well, we were like, you we, have bad taste because we all hate <laughs> this. Game. No, I mean, we all just play that it and have our own talk about our own opinions on it, that sort of thing. I mean, they're all going to be good, right? Because it's going to be like our creative yeah. time and. And uh, not necessarily Chrono Trigger and Super Metroid. So, boy, I mean, twenty-five years. Like for me, for me now that the N sixty-four generation is twenty-five years old, you know, twenty-seven. You want to start from the beginning of the system. The the fact that it's it, it's still imprinted in my brain that N sixty-four is like cutting edge technology. Mm-hmm. Like I was sold on the marketing mm-hmm. from the time I was 13. Or I mean that that was a that was the biggest leap, I think. It was the biggest leap. Just wait till Jet Force Gemini comes out. You'll you'll get to learn again that it's not <laughs> the cutting age cutting edge of technology. Uh yeah, speaking of which, uh yeah, Jet Force yeah, Gemini is coming is coming to Nintendo 64 online. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to be disappointed again. Twenty five years later, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so much fun to. I don't think I'm. I'm gonna, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna play it as long as I did in nineteen ninety nine. But oh my god, that that I never owned the game. But when we were in college, Jeremy and I were in college together in Lincoln. I think I borrowed it from Tyler Hughes, and I played through it to the point. I think it was the first game that I ever like was like no, no, I'm not playing this anymore. I'm done. And I was like, here you go, take it back. I'm not fucking playing this anymore. This is a waste of time. I'm sorry. So, 
We'll see if I still dislike it as much as I did when I was 19. I, I mean, they never will. made a sequel, so that says yeah. something. No, it was just, uh, I, you know, I played it, I played it, I played I mean, it. I think it, I think it required the expansion pack as well. Well, no, that didn't have anything to do with it. Like, I played it for however long, and I did all these things. And then they're like, you know what? You got to go and do all these things again. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, yeah, we took all the stuff that you found, and we threw it back in the places again. And now you got to turn around and go back and do all that shit again. I'm like, fuck you. I was like, I both, both my middle too. fingers up to the game, and I was like, I am out on this game. I am out. And I think that was the first time I had ever One been like, Gemini. I am done with this game. Because it was already kind of like clunky. Now you got save states. And I was like, oh, I'll play through it. And then I got to this, and they're like, hey, you know what? Do all the things you already did. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I'm going to go play something, anything else other than this. Yeah, it was. Uh... Now everyone can experience my pain that I had when I was 19 on, on Nintendo 64 Online. Have a great Which time. also was the average age of the U.S. soldier in the Vietnam War. N- n- 19. N- 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 19. Yeah, and, and all of them died before they got to play Nintendo 64. Or most of them did. Good for them. They were blessed. Way to bring it down. Hashtag. Happy Veterans Day. God damn it, John. Stop that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about uh, other games in Super Mario RPG. Because somehow Jeremy got yeah. ahead of me. And even though I had like a week extra to play it, I'll see everybody next week. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
All right, we're back from the break. Uh, I did forget to mention earlier about like uh, wrestling things. Uh, I almost saw a fight tonight, like a real fight. Like I know I've said before that I thought that maybe there would be a fight happen, like with people like going back and forth or whatever, you know, about their favorite wrestlers or whatever. Yeah, there was something going on, like right to the left of me, like just looking down. Like it was the it was the first row that was above the ground. There was somebody that was yelling at somebody else over there. And they were, like, making faces at each other. Something was happening. Like, I could tell there was something going on over there. Maybe it was my old security sense or something, noticing that something was up. And I was just kind of looking over there. I was like, well, obviously these two people are yelling at each other, like, from across the way. I don't know what it is about, but I saw, like, the one dude, like, making faces at the other guy being like, okay, you know, whatever. Fuck you. Like, you know, just leave me alone. And the one guy did, like, he, like, you know, he, like, lifted the ropes and he ran after the guy. Like, he ran towards him like he was going to deck him. And the security, like you know, took him down. Well, they they basically stopped him before he got there, but he was going to go over and yeah. deck this guy. I could see it. And then they threw him out, obviously, the guy who went over it about to punch the other dude. But I wondered, I couldn't hear them, so I was wondering what exactly was, like, what happened there? Like, what was the fight about? Was it about that person? It was probably about, maybe they said something about a wrestler they didn't like or whatever. You know, I've seen things like this happen before, but... Maybe they had beef from, like, previous... Maybe, I guess. I don't know. This guy was... The reason I kind of noticed the guy, because he was wearing, like, a red shirt with a blue, like, with a a blue overalls. Like, he was basically wearing, like, a Mario suit minus the hat. You know, he basically looked like Mario, and he had a mustache. You know, the guy that was making faces at the other dude. And the other dude was wearing, like, a a Packers hoodie or whatever. But I just... I could tell that two people were, like, yelling at each other kind of across the way, but I couldn't tell what they were saying. But, yeah, that guy totally tried to go over there, like, to, like, you know, fight him, fight him. And he got, you know, basically had like f- three or four uh, security people like just kind of huddle up on him and be like, you know, what are you doing, dude? And they talked to the other people, you know, they talked to the guy that he was talking to and they talked to him and they kind of escorted him out. And you, you notice like when you look at the way they have the security people, because they have security people like watching the matches, but they also have ones flipped watching the audience, which I didn't notice. There's like six or seven of them, like all around the ring that just watch the audience and they just kind of sit with their back to the ring. And just watch what people are doing. And I'm like, all right, well, somebody must have, that's where you saw what, what was happening there. And you could stop it before it became a thing or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I just found it interesting, like just from being an ex-security person or whatever, you know, and working, doing, I also wonder, doing security you know, at bars, you know. At a place where there's a lot of theater, like the fans may be like theatrical with each other as well. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, that's so you sort you of kinda, have to kind of, they all kind of, and they, they might have their own independent wrestling federation that they, Right. You know, th- their thing, or you see people advertising their podcasts or whatever. I had some of the best seats I've ever had tonight, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm on TV, because I was right level to the ring, and it's the one time I didn't bring any signs or anything. I was like, damn it. I, well, I, I just didn't have any time to make any. You know, I wanted to, but I just mm-hmm. didn't get around. I just couldn't get to the store and buy one or whatever. And, and I was like, man, I could have done, I could have made a Sonic, I, I could have made a Sonic Superstars is better than Mario Wonder sign. I was like, that would have been a fun one. Like, a, you know, like a, a troll sign. You know, like my uh, Xenoblade's better than Elden Ring sign. I guess I could have brought that one back out again. I thought about that, but I don't like I don't like carrying those signs around everywhere. You know, it's annoying. But you I feel like, like you got a target on your back if you're carrying that sign everywhere. No, it's, it's just it's just annoying to just carry, just have extra things to carry. You know, I just don't. I just want to just like put shoulder straps on your signs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, as long as it's not a bag. I saw a lot of people getting turned away for having backpacks, but yeah, because <laughs> they because you can't bring bags in. Right, and that's fine. I think that's a nice, secure thing they should do. But let's talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. 
which we kind of did. I guess we haven't actually really talked about games. We just talked about deals and whatnot. Uh, I just wanted to go back because I think last week I talked about Air Twister. You know, I felt like maybe a little like regretful about getting it or whatever. I was actually playing. I played it while I was editing, and it was I had a fucking blast with it. You know, once you start unlocking new weapons and stuff, it's great. And you don't have to, as much as I like the soundtrack, and you don't have to hear the soundtrack all the time. It's kind of like I don't know. I still love that game. I think I'm definitely going to go through and see the credits. I think it's a good game. Cool. So, yeah, I, I I finally found I finally figured out how to get how to use different weapons while you're going through it, and I got this weapon where I can charge it, and basically whenever I you know, let loose the charge, it destroys everything on the screen. So it makes it easier to do combos and everything. So you can do better and like get more stars and unlock more shit or whatever. But it's still, it's still a fun game. Just sounds like you're getting the hang of the mechanics and you're starting to get dialed into the language of the game. Mm-hmm. That's the, I, that's like the ideal way to enjoy a game. Yeah. No, I, I think it's good. Uh, whatever. Soundtrack is fine. Just maybe it might be a little better if you mute it. Just, just because it doesn't fit. Not that the band's not good. But I saw you put like 75 hours into Dave the Diver. Like, what the fuck, man? Is that really what it says on my hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should, you should be able to see it, too, on your own profile. Damn. No, I had no idea. It's probably no, like, a lot of that it's game. probably 90 by now. I don't know. You, you have like some sort of time loop thing where you can play games all the time. I really don't. But when I do play a game, when I play it, like, you know, very like passionately, I do tend to put a lot of time into it. And so this game, I did that with uh, get ready for the podcast last week. And then while we were recording it, you know, good friend of the show, Dan, who was on the show last week, was like, uh, hey, you got to like go get the Barracuda so you can serve the uh, the dish to this guy who is the one who teaches you how to farm. So I did that right after the podcast and I unlocked. So you got the fish only- farm. Not only or an actual farm, yes, but yeah, a fish farm. Yeah. And so much of my labor was unnecessary. Like, not to say it's not necessary because so the way the game works at a certain point, when you're catching fish, you know, once you've unlocked the fishery, you'll get fish row very randomly. It's kind of like a think about Ari of Sorrow or something like that, where you're getting um in Castlevania where you get like souls of some enemies, but it's kind of rare to actually get their soul, even though you're killing them all the time. That's kind of the way the fish row works in this game. So you are, it's very Castlevania Ari of Sorrow, to be honest, in that regard, because you kiss the souls of fish and then you can, and then you can attack like them. (laughs) Well, you don't catch the souls of fish, but you catch the row, the row of fish. Yeah. And then you can, uh, then once you get two of them in your, fishery they will reproduce so you've got kind of an infinite supply of that particular fish which some types of sushi sell better than others and stuff so yeah i've gotten to the point where i spend more time parceling out my uh, fishery fish than actually fishing because like it's doing so well so the whole game changed a lot after last week after i talked to dan and it's kind of funny but i did beat the game i want to say i did see credits this week okay there you go. It's important to mention that. I yeah. saw the credits. I was wondering why you would uh, ever start playing anything else other than that. I guess you had to have seen credits to, to get to that. But after the credits, there was so much more. And I've still put like a significant of significant amount of time into it after I saw the credits because that's when I like was really starting to figure out the uh the farming and uh I had all this money and I was able to expand the farm, but it's kinda like 
Stardew Valley, where every time you do an expansion, it takes like a whole in in game day to complete an expansion. I guess it's the same way in Animal Crossing. So you kind of have to like, well, I've got all this money, but I like have to spend a bunch of time like figure out these things that I didn't know were a thing before. So I ended up like fully expanding my fish farm and my whole farm. And you could, you could hire a guy to like run your farm for you. You just got to make sure you, you're doing payroll every week. And then he takes care of everything. We also have to like buy supplies, give them to him. But then you also eventually get a second restaurant. So oh, I'm actually okay. managing two restaurants at once and a farm and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's such a fun game, but I think, I think our times are done. I think I'm done with this game. because <laughs> It's um, I don't know what there is left to achieve other than there's a couple of story beats that I might go back to, but I've actually done a pretty good job of like staying on top of the side quests. So I don't think there's a lot left to do. But I still plan on, you know, at least seeing it through to a couple of the quest line-ins. But, you know, I saw credits and, you know, it had a really nice interactive credit sequence. Um, nice. Actually, kind of kind of similar to the uh, the Mario uh, the Mario one. Does, does Wonder have a interactive credits also? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, the, I was trying to think the last two games that I beat also had interactive credits. Well, WarioWare had the one where you... You're basically like pulling Kleenexes out of a Kleenex box. Yeah. And there's one that's there's one that shows the people who worked on it. And the other one is different foods, I guess, that are similar to them. So there's like one that's just food and there's one that's just people. Then I you, love interactive and credits. You out at the started, same time. I think I saw them first in Monkey Ball and then they were definitely in the Katamari games. And then, yeah. Sonic like, Superstars has credits. it as well where you, yeah, where you, jump, love, where you walk and jump I love through interactive the credits, credits and all that. Yeah. I think it's great too for the people that worked on the game because they get to be part of the game literally in that regard. Because, you know, not many people are actually like, you know, min maxing and chasing scores on the the credits. But at the same point, you're like, I don't know, in the case of certain games, you're like actually like firing bullets at the name of somebody. Yeah, like like Smash Brothers. You're seeing it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really cool. And I love, I love the whole interactive credits thing. And, I hope games keep doing that. Because then you actually have to care, right? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, David the Diver, I beat it. And, um, you know, I still think it's a great game. Beat. I think uh, it very accurately represents the kind of the glitz and the glamour of, like, food as, as like, a, a job choice. I don't know. Like, I feel it. In my own, like, experience with working in restaurants and stuff, there's just, like, a part of it that connects with me. And I think that might be why Dan loves it so much as well not to not to say it's not a great game but mm-hmm. there's just a certain realism to how things work within that game that is nice and it's also you know soothing because you know it's just a game it's not your job yeah see i mean it's I would, hard to explain i would think that i've you, always i've always wanted to be a sushi chef and um, i was gonna say i would think that you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to do it if you, it reminded you too much of your job it's like a it's like overcook you know that game kind of gave me anxiety because it reminded me too much of like working at a bar like that sort of thing and well the thing is that i like divers kind of like that too like my job yeah it's just that there's certain elements of my job i like and certain i don't and sure yeah i mean i like that job to a point games tend to represent the uh you you know the the pleasurable parts where you get into like a zone where you're just so good at it that you're like 
you actually are happy to do your job when you're like multitasking and everything is just going perfectly because sure. you know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I like to, I mean, it was, I mean, Yakuza 0 reminded me of working as a bartender also, but I loved that mini game where you were the manager at the, at the host bar. Mm. And there was actually a, when I was in Ohio on that, on that, on that shoot, on that TV show, uh, one of the, one of the crew members, we were actually, we kind of nerded out on Yakuza and we went, it was like the last night I was there, we went to this Mexican restaurant, like the whole crew did. And, uh, he was like eating a whole bunch of nachos or he was eating a whole bunch of chips and like salsa and all that. And, uh, he did, he made like a, he made like a, a hand gesture to the waiter that would, that meant like more dip. And he's like, I just did the same thing that you do in Yakuza Zero. And they brought it over. And I was like, that's awesome. It was fun, though. Because in Yakuza Zero, the, the, the hostess make do different motions to you to, to wave you to get, like, more ice or, like, a, an ashtray or, like, a shot for the, for the, for the bartender, or like, a shot for the, for the guest and, like, all these different things that you have to do to try to, you know, keep everything. And you have to know them and do it right. And that's how you get more money or whatever. But he's like, I did the same oh, thing. I, I did like, I did like this. And then it, it was just kind of a cool moment that we had there. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. That's Yakuza right there. So that was fun. So yeah, David the Diver, I see the credits, but um, I was going to say, you know, kind of to power through stuff other than the topic, I bought the Pocky and Rocky remastered. You bought that on a sale. Couple, couple weeks ago. Right? It was on sale a few weeks ago. I keep forgetting to mention it on the show, but I got it for like really cheap. I think it was. 10 bucks or something like that. I figured you would mention it whenever you got it, whenever you actually had it or whenever you actually played it. I've had it in hand for a couple weeks, but I still haven't busted the seal on that boy, that bad boy, but I'm going to play it. Oh yeah. I figured that was a sealed, sealed one. Maybe I was, I, I wondered, if, I wondered if you had got it or if you'd played it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I bought, um, so there's stuff I haven't really played yet. Oh, nice. You got some fucking banquets there. Yeah. Um, uh, my my uh, idea of the uh, of the mini fridge down here is I'll just I'll just kind of keep shitty cheap beers down here for whenever I want to drink them. I actually have two of your beers down there also still, but those are heavy. Hey, there's some IPAs that you left here. There's a couple of them that are in there. But I was like, oh, I, I didn't drink all the beers. That's good news. There's a couple. I thought ones I drank the whole yeah. back. But I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I want to have some Coors down here because we have Coors everywhere. And you used to be able to buy Coors for like a twelve pack for like ten bucks in Chicago. This was like. 20 years ago i don't know what it is now but just bought some of these some of the little banquets ones so you know it's for my little my little coors Thank shrine you. down here i can have i haven't had a coors in a while they're still pretty drinkable so there you go and they're super smooth i like coors yeah i just i just wanted to have like just some cheap beers downstairs if i just want to like just have one like i don't need to worry about it because i like the you know the better stuff uh, the better stuff i like to split i like to split with jess and i don't want to you know i don't want to take them all you know i'd want to just just have yeah. some cheap ones down here for me that I can just drink and I don't need to worry about. It's actually kind of not how drinking them all. The nice beers that are in the the main fridge and then the shitty beers are in my mini fridge up here, which was supposed to be a shared item, but Shauna doesn't use it as much as I do. Which she works up here. She could have her like breakfast and stuff in there, but for whatever reason she doesn't store her breakfast in there. Well, I mean, sometimes you just want I mean, sometimes you just want a beer, just like a beer beer, you know. I think Sean also likes going downstairs like to break up her day. She doesn't want things right next to her job. Okay, like, yeah, just yeah. sit there and eat your lunch while you're still sitting at the same desk. Like she'll walk downstairs. Yeah, take a break. Make food in the gra- in the in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. No, I get it totally. 
I have like I, I bought like those little disposable uh, soups to keep down here because I have an extra microwave yeah. and I've been cooking those and eating disposable soup. Well, you're supposed to eat it though. Well, you know the ones that have that are in there that are their own bowl, you know, so you don't have yeah, to worry yeah. about dishes down here and all that. So that's I've been doing that also. Those are those weird soups that like are metal, but you can put them in the microwave. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal. Those with the plastic tops. But uh, yeah, so you got Pocky and Rocky. You haven't played it yet. Uh, Fay Farm is the trial this week. I guess we didn't mention that yet. That's kind of a big deal because I really wanted to play that game. There's a lot of folks that have been talking good stuff about it as far as like people I follow through uh, you know, social media or through podcasts that are like into Stardew Valley. Anybody who's into Stardew Valley and then recommends another farming sim or whatever social sim to me, I'm always like, okay. One thing I, I trust your opinion. One one thing I found really, I mean, I, I watched I watched a good amount of reviews of it, and one one thing I thought was really interesting about Fay Farm is like you can design your house in ways like so you can like put like a harp over here, and when you like learn music, that like makes your brain better to where you can go out and fight things because it has like everything like works together, and I thought that was really cool. It, it's you know it's bringing that like whole uh. Uh, rune factory type thing you know like the being mm. able to fight to go and do like regular single player action stuff but also have a farm which is something that i've been wanting to do i mean that's what david the diver does too you know mm-hmm. but that's been something i've been looking forward to looking for for a while and uh yeah it's a it's interesting that you can i like that the how you design your house will actually like give you will give you like boons for when you go out and fight shit like I think that's cool, and it and I like that it's like specific things that like are about like your own, your own time, and like if you like learn music, like that'll give you extra boosts when you're fighting shit or whatever. Like I, th- I think that's kind of cool, and I guess the multiplayer is really good too. And since it's since there's a trial for six days or whatever, maybe we can you know I was hoping maybe Justin and I could play it if we have time to. So the only downside of that is that you have to establish some kind of some kind of account through that comp- whatever company produced it. To uh, to multiplayer, which they did say, which I haven't oh, done yet. That's not I a big deal. Yeah, I haven't started. I haven't started it. I downloaded it, but I, I mean, there's a lot of multiplayer games that do that. I downloaded it last Ubisoft night. Ubisoft does that for yeah. sure. Well, um, yeah, fucking uh, Horizon Chase Two does that too, which really sucks because yeah. I was like, well, because well, like, yeah, because Shake was really into it, and I was like, dude, we gotta do, we gotta race together and make a video out of it. But you have to start a fucking epic account or whatever, and I don't. And I, and I even tried to, and it didn't work. I couldn't figure out how to fucking do it. So I'm like, so I can't play. I was like, I can't play any of my friends because they don't have a fucking Epic account. Like, fuck you. You know, like, I just wanted to just race. I mean, you know, I, he was he's a big J, a big race fan as well. It's like, let's fucking, you know, let's play the game and do a video. It'll be fun. And yeah, I couldn't do it because I couldn't get in the fucking Epic thing. Kind of destroyed my fun idea there. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Something we could try, but yeah, I've literally not played it yet. I just wanted to mention it, you know, yeah, because it's the it's the thingy that, as of the day we're recording, the twenty second, it was the free trial. Nintendo Switch Nintendo Online, Switch. yeah. I downloaded it last night, and I was gonna play it last night, but the weird thing about trials, like, it'll say that it's on a certain day, but they won't let you play it until like two p.m. or something that day or something like that. You can't do it like on the you know, right at midnight. I know, I know that. I did do a, uh, a check to make sure I could play or whatever. Like it does when I, well, it, it'll tell, it'll tell you. Cause I, I downloaded it last night and it'll say on the icon, it'll say like, you can't play this yet. And then when I turned on my switch earlier today, when I brought it in here for the background, it said, Hey, you can play Fay farm now. 
But that was the same. Oh, that was the same thing wow. with. Um, uh, that was the same thing I had with Cult of the Lamb. Like I downloaded, and I was like, okay, I want to play it, and it's like you can't play it yet. So I had to wait till like it was like noon or one the next day before <laughs> before you could do it. It's a little furry face there. So yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. But otherwise, uh, I guess the big thing is that let's talk about fucking Super Mario RPG. Let's How, talk about that. Yes. So tell me, when did you get this game? When did you buy it? I bought it. So basically, the day I beat like, Dave the Diver, I bought Super Mario RPG, which was like three days ago. Yeah, because I just noticed like last night that you had it, and then I'm looking at. Your, I think I got it, but I'm looking at your notes, that, and you're like way farther than I am on it. I think I got it Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. But this is a game that I've played through. Like it's one of my yeah comfort foods. It's one of my like sometimes you just want to drink a bunch of hot cocoa because. It just takes you back to a place where you feel good. And that's like this game for me. And so is Chrono Trigger. So is Dino Wars. So are a lot of games. But this is one of those games that I've literally played through at least every five years. I play through it all the way. Like, I'd say maybe there was a time in my life where I played through it every year. But nowadays, like, you know, I haven't played through it since I played through it on. Um, I think I played through it on the Wii U. So yeah. last time I actually beat it but uh, i mean it's relatively recently in the grand scheme of things that i've played all the way through this game i do uh i do have a little animosity for this game just because of chrono trigger because this game came out like at the first week of may uh may is my birthday month uh i ended up getting i got this for my birthday well basically my 16th birthday um my uh i think my mom asked me what game i was gonna get and i remember like looking at multiple titles because back at the time back in the day super nintendo had a shit ton of rpgs and i think yeah. it was i think it was between like this definitely chrono trigger uh secret of evermore like probably some of these other weird ones that i've never played and i and i went for it's weird i don't necessarily know why i went for mario rpg i think it was because probably some sort of a uh, um brainwashing from nintendo power telling me that i should mm-hmm. play it because uh, I think it won funniest game of the year back when Nintendo Power was giving Game Awards. Way, it was the way first before Kingdom Keely Hearts. Doing I will say <laughs> it was the first Kingdom Hearts, but it's not quite as convoluted. I was to say I would never insult it in that way. I would never. I mean, I know I've said well, it predates that. Though. I'm saying I've said I've said dumb things about it, but uh, I've said uh, you know things anti Mario RPGs, but I would never put it on that level. I would never say it was Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is like sewer level for me like fuck those but games. it was really it was like let's take squares like okay sure yeah it has well but it doesn't really have a beloved license to it yeah but it doesn't cross over with things that actually existed it makes new characters and crosses them over with mario where kingdom hearts takes disney and crosses it over with characters they made up but uh and they, it's like yeah. an assortment of characters from different yeah. games yeah. so so i don't I, I never really had that mis- that much nostalgia for it. I got the game, you know, I enjoyed it at the time. I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is funny. These these characters are interesting, whatever. Uh, I beat, I remember being it pretty quickly. And I remember I went back and I basically like 99, like level 99, all my characters. I made it to where mm-hmm. I could just press A and beat and beat the, the sword guy at the end just by pressing A. I was like, I'll just make it to where I can just hit people and then you'll just die. And I don't have to think about anything and I can just get to the end of the game. I remember going that's back an and RPG. doing that. That's yeah. That's what you're trying to do. I mean, well, sure, yeah. I remember doing that, but I did. But I think I still. I felt like I made the wrong choice. I was like, I should have got Chrono Trigger instead of because I. I don't think I understood how short it was. This is when I was 16. 
whatever. So, uh, you know, it gets re-released on Wii, Wii U. I play it again. I've been playing, I was playing it on Wii U and I kind of had a hard time getting into it because it was, I mean, I still hate the isometric platforming. Even now, I still really dislike it. It's but not it, great. But it's like the like the black backgrounds and like how everything's kind of like separated and, and it's really hard to like go all the way back because you have to like go from one thing to another to another. Like in the map menu, it's not a map that's on one screen. There was just all this stuff that just doesn't work for me on the Super Nintendo version. But see, the positive thing is that I really, really, really like the Switch version. Like I love the Switch version. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, you can... Uh quick warp to any well yeah because they did because they did so many things to fix the game in my opinion well, yeah. well, well to make it more to make it more approachable for modern audience like uh yep. like now like now you can do you can do the time thing but you can do a better time thing that does like the ripple effect that, that hits everything which is really fucking cool or like there's where it like counts down how many times you do it in a row and all that and you get boons like depending on whatever you know you get you get shit extra extra bonuses to yourself if you get up to like 20 or 30 or whatever like that's really cool and yeah uh the um and now you can fast travel to whatever so i was able to go back and find samus like i never found samus on the super nintendo one originally you know so i was like oh i can just go right here samus is more than one place well i i found i found her in the uh in the toad in in like the 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 toastal kingdom where but she's also in uh booster's tower well yeah she well yes of course yeah there's there's the toy of her and also there's the um the uh what's it called uh stunt race fx there's a stunt race fx car in that box as well and there's that little uh that uh puzzle character that i saw on a 3ds game or something i don't know exactly what game it's on but i've seen that puzzle character that's in the front of it there in the box that character is the mascot for the uh famicom disc system there you go that's who that is. Yeah. That well, but I've seen it. But I've he seen looks it. Like, he looks like a shit. puzzle piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the. Looks like a jiggy. It's literally right? <laughs> before the jiggies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a fam. That's a Famicom disc system like uh, mascot. So, yeah, that's more of a thing in Japan than here, obviously. But that's who that is. Yeah. But um, I mean, I know, I know, I knew I had seen it. Um, yeah. But no, I've actually really, I've really been enjoying a uh, Super Mario RPG. I've, I've been playing it like crazy since I got it. And somehow you got past me, even though you you got it a couple, or you just started playing it days after. I well, I play this game a lot, so like I'm, like I'm almost done with it. And I put like I put like eleven hours into it, or whatever. I mean, it's supposed to be. They're saying you can beat it in twelve. So whatever. I think. uh, I mean, I know where everything is. Like, I don't need to look online. Like, why I haven't looked online for anything? Like, this is the kind of game that. If I was ever going to do a speed run, like this would be one of the like top contenders because I've played it so much in my life and I like know where all the um, the stuff is to like make it easy. Like I already got the like super shells and stuff where one of my characters basically can't die and one of my characters hits so hard that like oh yeah no the super shell well I, I think I meant I mentioned it before on this podcast that kind of killed me because well when I beat because I beat Qlex. When I was in, I haven't beat Qlex yet. Well, when I was in high school, I beat Qlex without the super shell armor. Oh, I no, no, I did too. But, but I, but I'm just saying, I I like, I like fucking put my blood and tears into this fucking match against Qlex. But once you get those, and I like Qlex, and it was like, and it was so hard, and I was like, oh my god, it was, and it felt so great to beat it finally because it was really difficult. And my friend Brian, uh, 
I was, you know, a buddy of mine, like, that was over, and I showed him where the shell thing was, and I was, you got to try Culex, it's so hard. He had the shell armor, and it hit, and he beat it when one try, because it only gives you one hit on every attack, and I was like, fuck, that's not fair, I put so much pain into it, and you had no pain in this, and you're just like, uh, oh, Culex, whatever, you know. So I remember I had, I had actually beaten the whole game, and then uh, I had borrowed it for a friend at school, so I had to give it back, you know, as those things go, but later on i wanted to play it more and we like rented it or i can't remember exactly what happened but i got a maybe i bought a used copy of it i can't remember exactly what happened but i ended up buying a copy of it and i'd already beaten it so i was like i'm gonna go ahead and load this file that was already on there and they had the the big shell stuff and i'm like what is this like i don't understand like why is mario not getting hurt and he's hitting so hard but you do realize, like, when you're wearing the shells and armor, it, like, reduces your um, offensive stats, so it's best to, like, split it between Bowser and Mario, which I didn't even know at the time, but the person whose file I was accessing had it, both those things on Mario, so, like, everybody was dying, but Mario was just, like, hitting pretty good and only taking one hit point damage. I'm like, what is going on here? Because the same thing had happened to me with Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III when I first played it, where somebody had like Terra on, you know, and Kefka, like Terra was like, had all these crazy cursed uh, items. items she was yeah. wearing. Yeah, where like all the, like, all the, all the uh, uh, enemies would just attack her automatically. Like all the aggro was on her. And she was only taking one point. Anyway, whatever. People had already figured out how to break that game. And I think. I didn't know about this, so that was back when I actually learned how the whole thing worked, where you got the super shell and all that. And so, that's how I learned about it. I learned about the super shell through Nintendo Power. Uh, I remember it was it was like later after it was released, and I had already beat the game. And it was like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, here's where it is. Same. And I had not and I had not seen where it was, and I went back and got it. And I remember the uh, the lazy shell was actually the damage was below the, what I had at the time because I'd already beaten the game. But what was interesting was the was lazy shell armor where you only lost one point. But it didn't really do that much for me at the time because I had already beat it. But yeah, then I saw yeah. my friend Brian beat Kelex with it, and I was like, oh fuck! Well, yeah, if I had that, I wouldn't have had such an awful time trying to get through. So I did. Shit. I did a. Uh try Kulex on this round and um i did too and he, he destroyed me. i'm not ready yet <laughs> well ba bowser was still alive but he was just hitting for really low hit points I'm what's like, your what was your level i could like, probably win i'm at i just crossed level uh hold on i need to look i don't want to say the wrong thing because i'm in the 20s i'm in like the mid 20s okay no i just uh i just i'm at 19 mario's level 19 but i do have the charm to like double my a XP. Yeah, I was gonna say so who, like, who do you have that on? Bowser's at twenty-two, so I'm, I just switched it over to Mario. I'm gonna start moving it around, but oh, I, I have I have it on Peach, so Peach is a beast. Like I've had it on Peach the whole yeah. time because I was like, because I was like, yes, Peach, let's have let's have Peach be uh, super powerful. And she, but I have six, I have six out of the seven stars, and yeah, I'm in the. Uh, I just defeated the Axum Rangers. Yeah, that's what's fucked, man. I, I was like, really surprised the Axum I, <laughs> Rangers like stayed. I thought that they would change it. To that, that's what's so. That's what's so fucking crazy. Like I was like, oh, I'll be way ahead. Uh, I was like, oh, Jeremy just got it yesterday, and you're like past me already. I just, uh, I just got to fucking Nimbus. I haven't even fought Valencia yet, 
Which funny, her name is the same as the band from uh from fucking Air Twister. So, you know. Oh yeah, her her tits don't do that jiggly thing anymore. Yeah, so next time you play her, listen last time you play her, listen to Princess Princess Mystique. That's a pretty awesome song, actually, which is one of the boss themes from Art from Art Twister, but but yeah, no, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, Valencia, there it is. Have you uh but I remember that really, really like it was obviously like super duper like I don't know. I, I just I, I remember in ninety five or whatever ninety six when this game came out playing it and being like when I when I fought Valentina, her like you would hit her and then her titty used to go and then Yeah, no, they yeah, it had it had a jiggle early jiggle effect on Super Nintendo. It was like, and uh, they took that out for this version, which it's okay. Well I they guess, changed but. I mean they changed Frog Fuchsius to Frog Sage also, which Frog Fuchsius yeah. is kind of and, culture, and he's like, culturally insensitive. There's other things that have been changed, but yeah, I frog fuchsia's changed to frog sage was interesting. Yeah, and they don't and say then, and they uh, don't say bugger anymore cuz some cuz some other countries might think it's a very vulgar term. They don't say uh when you're the statue in Nimbus Land, they don't call it the plumber's lament anymore. It's like the brother who's looking for his other brother. Yeah. Like that. That's pretty much where I'm at is is where where yeah. you become the the Mario statue. That's where, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. So on they it. changed they changed the whole context of that too, but most of it remains unchanged, including the weird ass fucking enemies and like the bosses and stuff. You know, like I think they did a really good job like maintaining the original feel of the game, maybe better than any other Nintendo remaster I've seen because this is like a, such a weird game. Well, you know why? Because it's not by Nintendo; it's by a little company called Ar- well, yeah, Arpiazza. Well, a third party. No. Yeah, but they did a really good job. No, like they did they no, they did an incredible hour. job. But no, but Art Piazza, I was looking at what they've done. They have done every Dragon Quest like every Dragon Quest port going back to the Super Famicom Dragon Quest 3, which was incredible. And like the Dragon Quest one and two uh, port to Super Famicom, so like so I know they did all the ones on 3DS. I didn't realize. Well, they did the 3DS then. ones. They did the DS ones. They did the PlayStation ones. They did the Famicom ones. Also, the Super Famicom oh, ones. I looked at their list, and yeah, they've been, they've been, they've done ev- pretty much every port of Dragon Quest that was moved to any system that was not the original system. So yeah, they're fucking amazing, and uh, I will fight forever for how good Dragon Quest seven was. Well, yeah, you have it now, but but no, uh, I've heard people talk about you know Dragon Quest Seven being one of the worst ones, but the Dragon Quest Seven 3DS game was so good. Like that's one of my favorites of all of them. I've got the eight because you bought it for me. But... That one was done really well as w- that was done really good as well. But Seven was changed a, a good amount from the original game because the because it was the first PlayStation Dragon Quest game, and I guess it had like. I don't know. You played it for multiple hours before you had a battle or whatever. But uh, but the the 3DS version, I thought they they streamlined it better, and I just I thought it was done really really well. And it has like a class changes and all that shit that I love. And yeah, I played 130 hours on my 3DS for that game. So yeah, but no, the the, the company is incredible, and I was actually really impressed by what they did with this. And I've watched videos. Why was Nintendo so like? Why was Nintendo hiding it from us? Like, why didn't we not know? Well, I've, I've watched videos about it, breaking it down. And what I think is really, really cool is uh, the battles are actually quicker. The loading of the battles is quicker than it was on the actual Super Nintendo. That's Yo, fucking awesome. Like that's it. Just how like it's such a fucking snappy, breezy game, 
And I love that so much. Like how it's just like, boom, boom, boom. You don't have to go through all the bullshit. You don't have to go back like well, five screens I... to get to fucking Rose Town or whatever, Mary Town, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's like so much easier now. But I don't know why, yeah. I don't know why Nintendo hit it for however long, but maybe because they had fucking Art Piazza on there. This guy's badass. Well, also, it's just like an example of a game that it's kind of crazy that it's essentially the same game. It, you know, it was like up or whatever, but it could be an indie game right now. Like, it does feel that way. It's not up I mean, it's case. full. They, they fully polygonaled everything. They no, cut, I know that. They, but you know what I mean? They everything like, from it's the scratch. Same game. They built, but no, they, I know that, yeah. but it's the same game. Like in the the spirits there, the art styles there. Every enemy looks the same. Yeah, no, like, it does, but like but it's not. But they, but they, but they rebuilt it from the ground up, though. No, it's I not, know. Yeah. I, I, and there's and I really and there's that. really cool cutscenes in there now that weren't there before. I'm just remembering. So like now you have the triple when, threat like, attacks that weren't there before. There's a bunch remember of when new Super shit. Mario All Stars came out and it was just the same game, but it was a Wii game. Yeah. This is like this is the case of something. This done is right, something actually good, yeah, because because Art Piazza was done correctly. Yeah, the it's the same fucking game, but it's just upscaled to the right. It the chef's kiss on what they did to make it better. Yeah, no, they they you know they did they did a lot to it. It wasn't. It's. I don't think it was a small thing what they did. Like they. They they put harder bosses in there, so it's not just like a super cakewalk through the whole thing. Or not harder bosses. Uh, they they. Put, I think the bosses are actually easier, to be honest. I'm not talking about the bosses. When when you run into regular characters, now there's like enemies. There's harder ones that are in there to make there's it not special enemies to make it not completely yeah, yeah to not make it completely easy the whole way through. And uh, yeah, and now you get more. You can get frog coins easier. You know, instead of doing all the weird frog shit coins that you had are to do in the original one. You don't need to just do that like thingy where you're crossing the donut bricks over and over again, which is how I used to get frog coins. Well, and also, uh, what, what, yeah, the bosses have been easy, but when you beat the game, you can go back and, and play harder bosses. And I'm sure you got the signal ring on somebody, right, too, so you can get all the secret yes, treasures like right from the start. Yeah, that, that was cool, too. Yep. That's I haven't got, there's some of them where I'm just like, I don't want to try to find all of them. And some of them I haven't found, but I, I guess I did pretty good. Same. From what I uh, from what I did, I, I beat that fucking. So you uh, finished it? No, no. I told you you're farther oh. than me. <laughs> I'm I'm in Nimbus Land. I'm, I've just became a statue. No. Oh, I, you're not much further. Or you're not, not much too much behind. Behind, yes. Yeah, I beat the Sensei guy three know. times to where Mario's name is on the Sensei now. I know you're the Sensei. I've only so finished him cool. once. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. But no, I really like. Uh, I like the different levels of things. How you can do you can do the timed attack, but you can do the really good timed attack where it does the ripple and it hits everybody. Mm-hmm. Or you can do the time dodge or you can do the time dodge where it's zero, you know, and it's I like that. I think it makes it it makes it more interesting to me because it, you know, for a lot of people, this is like, you know, this is this is like probably the best way to say like baby's first RPG. You know, a lot of people's was like, "Oh, this is the first one I played. It's very simple, it's very simplified." And I feel like they added stuff to it to make it a little more interesting, you know, for to me, it's just like going back and reading like one of my favorite young adult novels. Like if I was going to go back and read, like, I don't know, I'm not going to give any examples, but I was going to go back and read something from like when I was like in high school or junior high. And it's just a book I really liked back then. It's going to take me back to that time. And it's going to be a totally like, and that's the difference between me and you. I don't, 
I don't have that. Like I don't I have no desire to be taken back to any any previous time of myself or anything like that. It's like, less about is... being taken back to that time of myself and more about um uh, I guess trying to in my own way get back to where I was experiencing it in that way. So I want to experience it as I originally did, but I want the updated version to like you know what I mean? Like I'm doing my own remaster in my brain of my perception. So you can think that the Super Nintendo version was actually that good. It's basically what a lot of that, that's what I you, mean. It is what you. It remember. is really good, and I played through that game within the last three or four years. I played through it, so yeah, it, it, it still it stands up. It's one of the best. I'm just saying. Well, this this game. version, the good version that looks great. It will. It's it's like it's like the it's like the remasters of. Ocarina of Time or whatever, it ge- it basically will give your nostalgia the idea that that was how good it looked when you originally yeah. played it, that sort of thing. Absolutely. So, so it's like, I what I want to hear is from people who actually never played it, ever, and this is the first time they play it, and they're looking at this game that is is fairly dated. For what oh, it's super for, dated. It's super dated. Extremely actually, dated. Actually, I, I had forgotten how far it was behind all the other <laughs> because I've played the, all these Mario Luigi games and all these Paper Mario games, and I'm like, I'm like, wait, jumping on characters doesn't even matter. Like I was like, I thought that that it doesn't fucking matter. You just run into them. So when you're so when you're playing this in an isometric view, and it's like it's really hard to jump on things. You just have to be like, that doesn't matter. Just run into them. Nothing, nothing fucking matters. So yeah. So I was yep. like, all right, yeah, because the jumping is awful. But yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm planning on beating it. I'll probably beat it like five months after Jeremy does, because you'll probably beat it like right after we get done recording here. But uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Thanks, dude. I mean, you'll probably beat it by tomorrow. No, I have to cook. No, uh, yeah, there's uh, well, I have to edit, so uh, who knows when I'll play it next. But uh, I I I do actually do really enjoy the uh, remixed music. Uh, most of the time, I don't like newer versions of, and I've actually switched it back and forth. From the Super Nintendo one to the to the new one, just because I really like uh, Yoko Shimomura, and uh, but I think that the new version of it is really good. So I, I really like the new music. I, I like the new cutscenes. Uh, there was like one part I'm sure you saw it where uh, the part where they shoot the 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 arrows on the characters in in the town. Yeah, and there's like a there's a part like where you're in a where you're in a room with one of the Toad characters and you defeat one of them. And he just kind of like puts himself on the wall and just kind of like moves like like uh, Metal Gear Solid style. And I just thought that was a really funny animation that was not in the original game. And I was like, that's really cool. So there's just this really cool added stuff. Because it's, like I said, because the Dragon Quest people on there, they're very, very good. Probably about on the same, I mean, close to, close to the level of a monolith, I think. I'm a huge fan of how all of the... It just feels right. Like when you're going through the towns, especially like the towns are something I remember very vividly from the game. Like just the way the towns are laid out, like when you go into the buildings and and sort of the like architecture of the inside of the buildings and stuff. It's just it's on point. Like it does not feel wrong. It feels like exactly like I remember it. It looks prettier now, too, because they put like a about background on top of it instead of like the black because it used to just have the blackness yeah. behind all of it now now there's like a little kind of kind of a little fuzzed out background behind where you're walking around i was like oh that's cool that makes it look a little bit nicer well and you'll see actual like a uh, map like map elements and stuff when you're like on cliffs 
and all that. Like that was added oh yeah for yeah. Sure. Well, and now the map is so much better. Like I said, the original one had the map like segmented from one thing to another, uh-huh. but now it's just one big map, and they throw like a flag exactly where you need to go to, and I like that too. I like how it's just like let's just cut out the bullshit and let's just make this really easily playable. It's like you know, it's it's like a Coors beer almost. It's like let's just make this like very drinkable. I mean, you can just just go and you can just run through it in like fifteen hours and just be done with it. And it doesn't have to be a two hundred hour game. And, and you know, and we don't have to deal with all the bullshit of the original game. We can just put some stuff in there and make it easier for you to get through it. Even though uh, I, I saw some of this on 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 uh, Facebook on some of the Facebook groups that I'm in, uh, people were really really confused about the part where you have to run with the character through the door. Do you remember that part? You know, on yeah. the on the wedding part, I'm talking about people. Well, time it up. People yeah. who have never played the game before were incredibly confused by it. Like younger people who never played this on Super Nintendo ever, they're like, "What the fuck are we supposed to do here?" And I was looking through the comments, and people are like, "I didn't know either. I didn't know either." So, like, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about the people who never played it, and when they're coming into it, like, where is it the part where it's like, "Oh, well, I didn't understand this, so you didn't explain it well enough." And there's, I guess, a lot of people really got confused on that, <laughs> on the like timing where you have to run through the door at the same time. I mean, we know it because so we the, played it before. One of the big, and we do know that, but one of the big things is that you, you go into the, uh, there's like a reca- story recap thing. I think it's called Journal or whatever. That you can go yeah, to that's, that's good too. Whatever. That those prompts will take you where you need to go next if you're confused. Well, I did. Uh, I did actually do that because I was, um, I was at the, like the Land's End or whatever, and I was like. Where do I have to jump on the fucking Koopas or whatever? And I mm-hmm. looked at that. And, well, it actually didn't really tell me, but I just I went to like wherever the fuck uh, that boss that you fought a second time, the one that licks you and makes a clone of you or whatever. I basically went there and then went uh, back Balome. and then I found Balom that guy. So I went back. I went back and did that, and then I came back and I was like, oh yeah, no, here's here's where it is. But uh, one thing I think is really cool that wasn't in the other game is uh, the. Uh, it was originally called like psychopath or something like that, where uh, where Ma- where Mallow like can look at the thoughts and tell you like how much life is left in them. Now now yeah. if you like if you hit the button at the right time, they will there'll be like a little like line of dialogue and it'll be in your journal and all that and you can look at it and that's how you hundred percent your uh your beast oh, collecting really? or whatever that know. that's really cool. I've I've been doing that like that puts some extra stuff to it. Yeah, because really cool. yeah, because the, there's like a beast area that you can make. But if you uh, but if you scan them with with Mallow, and if you hit the button right before the two clouds come together, it will show you the thought, the thoughts of the character that you have there, and then you can see it later. And and that's how you hundred percent them. And it'll show in the beast area if you hundred percented it or not. So if you want to like be that crazy into it, you know, you can do that. And I, I honestly didn't really. I just started doing it recently because I my my main party was just like I was like let's just keep it classic. And by classic, I mean Mario, Toad, no, no, Mario, Peach, and Bowser were the three that I that I was using. But I was like, I guess I could do Mario RPG and then do like Gino and Mallow or whatever. Mm. I do like I do like the new dances, the new Mario dances that you do when uh, one of them uh, when somebody levels up and they do the the little dances and all that. That's that's fun. I like that. I like the extra shit they put on there that was not on the other one. I love the game. I plan on playing it all the way through, and I will probably have it finished by next time we speak, but I probably need to put a pin in it 
because I have some things to do for the holiday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wake up somewhat yeah. early tomorrow. I was hoping, uh, yeah, I, w- I was hoping to beat it before this episode, but I uh, did not. I'm actually okay that I didn't because I want to spend a little more, a little bit more time like rounding it out and seeing where things are different, you know. As, as far as I can tell, it's very, very true to the original game and the things that have been changed. I'm interested in like how much of that is rooted in the translation or um, just like the times being different or both things at the same time. But the translation, you know, it was a Ted Woolsey translation. So it's like very yeah. well done, but it's also at the same time, like there's some things that just don't hold up and I think they've adequately changed them for the times. Nothing's really like, yeah, I don't know. Birdo. I, I just fought Birdo and Birdo was fun. Well, Birdo was, I mean, Birdo should still be Birdo. Birdo should still, you know, be Birdo. That's, that's what it is. Birdo was ahead of the time for that. But no, I, I think what is, I mean, I mean, you know, you're going to love this game no matter what it is. But I think is what kind of what's interesting is that I didn't like this game that much on Super Nintendo, but I love it now on the Switch version. And I'm interested to see the people who never played the Super Nintendo one and see how that how it ends mm-hmm. up on them for this one. So, and oh, and and now it makes me even more interested in uh I would love to see Art Piazza doing a do I would love to see them do Thousand Year Door even though they're probably not. It's probably an intelligent system. Even though they're, I would like to see too. them do do like upscaled versions of like yeah the Mario and Luigi series or something like that. Well, I mean, playing this game, it, it kind of just yeah made me think about all these great Super Nintendo games, and I was like, obviously the first thing I go to is what if Art Piazza did a remake of Earthbound, you know, like this, like this. But wait, but why don't we do it? Let's take a little bit of Yoshi out of here. I would love, I would, what I would love to see is a remake of Earthbound, of the Super Nintendo Earthbound, but in the claymation style that you saw in the in the strategy guide that came with it, if you bought like the entire uh, box of it when it came out. Because they had this really cool claymation that showed all these different moments from the game in there. I would fucking love that so much. If we did something like this, but like kind of a little bit of a little bit of a Yoshi's crafted world in there or like the Kirby game like the the you know the one with the touch with the touch screen where everything was all clay like uh, like that sort of thing like it would be yeah that would be I would be in the same boat as you are for this but for Earthbound and I would be like yeah one of the best one of the best RPGs of all time remade I mean if they ever remade on Switch everybody would be like mother four mother four and that'd be back again well, th- three, well, three, three, yes, but I mean, if they remade Earthbound in this style, where it's all clay, then maybe they could have the faith to do to to do the official like translation of Mother Three and all that, and make that in, make that in the same style in the clay style of Red. I'm just saying that's where my mind all, all automatically went to. I was like, oh, the this this remake was done so well. I would love to see them do other Super Nintendo games. And the first one I thought of was Earthbound. Like, do Earthbound like this. It would be so fucking cool. And it's longer, too. And it's got... Well, there's some crazy dialogue in that, too. Hopefully... Just keep it the same, please. Because it was so funny at the time. So good. I don't know. I think that's probably held the test of time. But it's been a minute since I've played it, so... 
I don't know. But anyway, it's like Thanksgiving Eve and you got to cook shit. So I do. So friend, I I love you and I greatly appreciate this game and I want to play it. I'm going to start playing it as soon as I can. Oh, fight forever. forever. Whatever whatever you get to. I've got a great idea. I've got actually I'm doing the mustache competition this Sunday, which I spoke about last year. Yeah, Um, I'm doing my this year's version. I have a whole character and stuff, which I wish I could share. But I can't yet. But I will talk about next, it next, next week, week on the show. Next week. In fact, I'll, I will have pictures and everything, and probably video. Uh, we, I have a character. We got to watch. We got to watch it before they take it off of YouTube, right? Because last yes. last year it got removed, and I didn't get to see any of it because it was already taken away by the time I clicked on it. So, got to be quick on that shit. Yeah, uh, licensed music. Be careful. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Nintendo Main Podcast. Episode 398. And if you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash podcast. You can support us and get bonus episodes and early videos and WRT radio and whatever else. And also uh, twitch.tv slash podcast. We stream every Monday. Whatever. Uh, we streamed AEW and Mario Kart last week. And sometime, whenever the acclaim gets to, gets to the... Uh, it gets to the switch. We'll be doing that. And I'm sure we'll all have feelings about it, but listen to that. And, uh, you can find us on, uh, that one, whatever that's called now at Nintendo underscore domain and at JMX deck. You can find that there on Twitter and whatnot. And yeah, find, we have a community page on Facebook too. look that up. Well, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Rikowski. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.